do not have time for this. I do not have time for you. Hi, I'm Madeline, and I'm a writer and a cultural critic. I'm Dev. I'm a comedian and actor. Welcome to Genre Reveal Party, where we talk about <laughs> movies and TV through the lens of genre, its definition, its limits, and what we can learn by exploring them. Each episode, one of us chooses a TV show or movie to discuss with spoilers, because you don't need to have watched The Thing to enjoy the podcast. It's season two. We don't need a better hero. <laughs> today, we're talking about Inventing Anna... With Madeline's ride or die. Is she just your ride or Both of our ride or dies. Okay. You know, I see her once every six months. Jasmine Bridges. Two, first two-time guest. Welcome back, Jasmine. Heck yeah. I am excited to be here. That was like a really bitchy intro, and I really liked it. Welcome, Jasmine. Thanks so much. You look poor. <laughs> what are you worried about? Are you pregnant or just very, very, very fat? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, oh so my God. we have Jasmine here to talk about <laughs> Inventing Anna. You suggested it. Excited to dig into it. I'm going to do a brief summary for anyone okay. who hasn't watched it. Um, it's a 2022 miniseries created by Shonda Rhimes. We got to talk about Shonda Rhimes. Starring Julia Garner as Anna Delvey. Um, Anna Sorokin, she's got a few names. It's based on a 2018 New York Magazine article written by investigative journalist uh, Jessica Pressler, one name, about Sorokin, who pretended to be an heiress and worked her way through elite New York art scenes and social scenes between 2013 and 2017. And in 2019, she was convicted of grand larceny. She's currently living under house arrest. She has over a million followers on Instagram where she sells her art. Um, and this is a great, I thought it was a great addition to our heroes and villains season, which is like, there's a lot of great continuity. This is a departure from the kind of reality show thing. We, we did Hunger Games and then we did Heroes and Villains Survivor, but there is a kind of reality show quality to this that I think is, you know worth talking about but i think it's a great heroes and villains narrative it's filled with archetypes often at odds with each other so is she a loser is she a genius is she a grifter is she a hustler is she a con artist is she eat the rich is she uh just a failed girl boss is she basic Um, is she paul Uh, is she the question is she paul is she Paul? <laughs> she could be a Paul girl from Soviet Union who immigrated <laughs> fell, uh, for the American dream. Her father was just a truck driver. <laughs> or or was he does mafia? she? Right. <laughs> does she know, like all of us, that the American dream is bullshit? And, you know, she's kind of like a postmodern artist, like an Andy Warhol figure. Mm-hmm. Who knows? <laughs> These kinds of questions can and should be extended to all of the characters of the show. The investigative journalist, is she out for truth, out to redeem ethical mistakes of her past, or is she a careerist and a bad mom? 
<laughs> you know, were any well, of all Anna's... careerists are bad moms. We that's know. true. That's true. Yeah, were any of Anna's <laughs> friends really her friends, or were they all using her for different reasons? Um, yeah, there's a a lot of questions about any of the characters' motives, not just hers. So um, I think that's really all I'm going to say about the plot because there's not really much of one besides that. Um, Hell yeah! But yeah, let's chat. So, Jasmine, what is your odyssey with this show on TikTok? <laughs> so, I read the article when it first came out, the Pressler article, because mm-hmm. she's a fascinating person and it's fascinating. I think what kind of drew me to it is she's inscrutable. What does she really think about herself? You don't really ever know. All you ever get is... Um, what other people think about her. You don't know how delusional she really is, how much of her story does she really believe. You kind of mentioned this in the intro. So I read this article and it was really fascinating because I wanted to understand her psychology. And I don't really know if the article illuminates that or not, but it's still a really good ride. And then um, I watched the show because it just looked fun. It's almost like a it reminds me a lot of like Criminal Minds, <laughs> like uh, the way it's put together, the way it's edited. It's very fun. It's very, mm. um, it's yeah, it's very uh, easy to watch. It's very digestible, um, even though it's kind of a complicated story with a lot of players. And then um, I, <laughs> there is a whole faction on TikTok that absolutely sees Anna as. Um, iconic slay (laughs) they say to her and i really got into it with these like gen z tiktok um fans about anna delvey and now she is maybe not so iconic it's maybe a bad person and then arguing with them about neff which we'll get into later and so Mm. it's a fun show and a really interesting story and she's a fascinating person and Jasmine's been banned from TikTok multiple times. <laughs> yeah. <What>? yeah. <laughs> not for the Anna Delvey, not for inventing Anna, but oh, um, okay, okay. right, right. Um, they didn't report you? No, it's for calling people chuds, but that's something different. <laughs> they, they report you for calling them chuds? and that's Jasmine's like- gotten into it with MAGA people on TikTok. <laughs> I have, yeah. I have. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, so Dave, how about you? You've already seen the show. Yeah, but this I was my you to rewatch. Well, no, yeah, happy to rewatch. Uh, <laughs> made the mistake of of waiting until the literal, <laughs> like the last minute. I was like, <clears throat> like if I watched it straight through, I would have not slept last night. Oh my god! To give myself sleep, I already told Jasmine and Madeline this. I watched. I watched. On Netflix's 1.5 speed <laughs> setting, which is I don't recommend. I don't know why. You know, it looks awful. It it flattens out all the. Does acting. it sound weird? It it just sounds fast. It doesn't okay. sound like yeah. But so if I so if I seem fuzzy on the middle, like five <laughs> that's, episodes, why. that's why. <laughs> but um, yeah, I watched I watched it when it came out. We this was it, it was it was weird to realize. Shonda wise, mm-hmm. uh, I had not started watching Grey's Anatomy yet. So there are mm-hmm. many actors, namely the Neff actor and the uh, what's her name? Nora. Is it Nora? Uh, mm-hmm. The yeah. the woman. 
those two are both from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And I and other I, parts of the Shondaverse. Right, right, right. Oh, and yeah, uh, Rachel is from How to Get Away with Murder. Yes, How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, oh. she's from that. And then there's also Scandal. There's like, there's everybody. Everybody is from and the Talia Malay. Talia Malay is also a Grey's Anatomy person. So anyway, it was weird yeah. to be like, oh, I hadn't watched Grey's Anatomy yet. Now, in keeping with my <clears throat> like normcore survivor <laughs> binging, being like a more advanced, like I get the most mainstream thing on a deeper level than you. I also <laughs> binged all of Grey's Anatomy. So I've seen all of Grey's Anatomy. Wow. Looking back. And so, so that was interesting. But I, I saw it when it came out. I had okay. seen Ozark, so I was like up on yeah. Julia Garner, and uh, it was fun. On rewatch, I was like, "Man, I did, you're so bowled over by the Julia Garner." I would say performance, but it's mostly an accent, <laughs> it, and that that I didn't realize how bad the writing was the first time, it's and bad. this time I was like. Some of the stuff here is it's is terribly really, written. Yeah, it's, it's really terrible. Yeah, it's even even by Shonda standards, I think it's I think it's a lower tier Shonda. Um, yeah. Okay, I want to I want to get into this right away because you both alluded to Julia Gardner not really performing or or something. I I actually thought this was I think it's a brilliant performance and it might be the only thing that. <laughs> is good about this show i agree with the latter i i I don't think it's a bad performance i just think it's i think what makes it a good performance it it, is it is very um she knows what this show is and she's like Mm. she's like yeah i'm gonna do an even wackier accent Mm -hmm. because that's what that's what the show is. That's what people are going to be watching for. So I think from that aspect, absolutely. Uh, the the emotional moments just like don't. It's hard for me to even invest in them. So yeah. if if you buy those, then I, I totally respect like this being like a great performance. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't f- need the emotional moments for it to be good. But well, what are the moments where you're like, damn, she's like killing it right now? I think the way that she uses the accent is actually there are subtleties because you can kind of re- and I appreciated this rewatching it. I think it's the only thing I really appreciated rewatching it, is how <laughs> different like context to context her accent works a little bit differently, right? Like when she's around Americans, she tries to sound like more of an American girl. She says like hmm. McDonald's, right? <laughs> and things like that. Like she and then I mean, she is a shapeshifter, right? Yeah. I mean, she's there's something really kind of wild about it because it's an over-the-top character, mm-hmm. but then it does have these subtle details, and um, it that that thing that you feel with her, like that you can't quite put your finger on her. I think it has to do with how she holds her face, yeah, how she pronounces things, the cadence of. Um, how you know her conversation style i think there's a lot of really interesting like fluctuations scene by scene going on and i don't know i i felt like i didn't give it enough credit the first time i watched because people were making fun of it so much um and 
I, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm like on on Julia Garner's side on this. I, I think oh, it's a really I think good Julia Garner is fucking incredible. Yeah, I think I the thing you are bringing up a good point. Like, you know, because there's that like at the beginning episodes. Uh, which I think we should talk about the most for some reason. I just think those those episodes, which I happened to watch on one time. <laughs> I don't know, no, Dave. I, don't know. That, I think like, the middle episodes are the most important. No, 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 But there's like that like little uh, montage of everyone saying who she was. Yeah. And she's uh-huh. a totally different person. And then you kind of see throughout the show like – Oh, this is when she was just wearing the little black dress because she got it from Casey's house and mm-hmm. that was all she had. And like yeah. and I think especially the change from like this boss bitch she is to Val, the fashion guy, mm-hmm. to this like disrespected kind of peon she is at Nora's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is played really well. And I like do believe that she's then like kind of like on the outs. And it, mm-hmm. and it and and that she's the same person, but just treated differently in a different circumstance. I think she says that about herself when she's talking to um, the journalist. She says, "You're mm-hmm. trying to make me into the character you want me to be, but I've always been myself." And I mm-hmm. think that that may be like what Madeline's alluding to in the performance. Her face is always. Um, the same she is always the same you never know what she's thinking people are constantly projecting onto her but she's always Mm -hmm. kind of smirking in this condescending way her eyes are always kind of blank and is that bad acting i don't think so i think she's doing that um deliberately because that's who the character is when you look at the real anna and you see her in court you don't know how much of this she believes. You don't know what she thinks about herself. You never know what she's thinking. She's expressionless all the time. And I think that's a huge part of who this character is. And that is the really fascinating thing to me. Because um, like Shonda said, like, oh, this is a character study. And I think that's really true. But hmm. we never get inside of her mind. And I think that's why this story is still... People are still really interested in it. Because we like people like that. Like... We can't. We can um, well, guess we a lot, but we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Like, mm-hmm. and we can. <clears throat> I don't know. I'd love to like try to like. Is she a psychopath? Like, I've thought about that question a lot. Like, she meets a lot of the characteristics of like an actual psychopath or like a sociopath. She's definitely like a narcissist, but like yeah. we don't. We don't really know, and so I don't know. And I think the show is weaker because there are some moments when it feels like we really do know what she's thinking. Like mm-hmm. okay. when when Todd is like confronting her in the last episode, which also I think we could really talk about because it's also one that I happened to. Uh-huh. Not watch. <laughs> uh, no, but when Todd is like confronting her and is like basically like in so many words making sure she knows that he contacted her dad. So mm-hmm. it's some of the sincere moments when she's like, uh, or or he tells her he's going on vacation and she's like. Good. You deserve it. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, does she really like th- these moments? She knows of, like, that he's sincerity. not going to go on vacation because yeah. of the way she said it. <laughs> well, maybe. But I think there are certain moments of like sincerity when the show is at its mm-hmm. weakest is like trying to make her more readable. Interesting. Okay. I think one of the best scenes that I, like is when she is. Um, I think she has had the overdose and she's talking to the psychologist 
And I mm-hmm. think that that's a moment where she is. Yes. It doesn't feel, she feels really vulnerable, but it's not, um, it's not overplayed. And I really, I think that's the only um, part of this show where you get any insight into what she's thinking or feeling that doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a put on, because I'm sure we'll get into this later, but all of her tears in the rest of the show are part of her manipulation. Part of the act. Are, are part of the act possibly part of her psychopathy but i but think in the, that the moment, overdose is you find out that it was a put on completely anyway. fake i mean she went through a real one and probably you know it helps to lend credibility to a fake to be like she could be mm-hmm. a been totally sincere about her dad in those moments and i would buy that but it's mm-hmm. like well that only adds more gravitas to the con she's pulling in that moment mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Yeah, I like her inscrutability, and I like, it's not that there's no there there, it's that you, you really do feel like there is something beneath the surface. Absolutely. In the performance. You just don't know what it is, and I find it, I, I found it pretty fascinating. And I also found out that Julia Garner was doing this while she was also doing the last season of Ozark. Hmm. Like, she was going between Ruth and, and Adelby. I'm just like that's kind of incredible (laughs) they're amazing characters too to think alongside each other like these criminal masterminds right Mm -hmm. but they couldn't like in terms of the class dynamic and things like that it's obvious I mean I'm very like pro Ruth in Ozark and um, oh yeah you just don't know in terms of like the class politics and things like that of the show like where to to sit with Anna you know No, but I think I, I like what you said. There is something there, like in the character. She's she keeps insisting that she's not just a dumb socialite. And it really I don't know how much of that is true. These speeches that she gives where she's like, I'm not going to take the deal because I don't want people to think that I'm dumb. I'm not just some dumb Kardashian. But I think mm-hmm. that's really true. She is intelligent. She is mm-hmm. um, she's not just this empty vessel. And that's what people keep trying to make her into. But. Yeah, it's not she's who she formidable. is. Yes, and just because you can't read her, that's part of her power, is that you, she can be whatever she wants, she'll be whatever she wants, but you don't get to know her, and she protects that part of herself, and I think that makes her really, it makes her, makes her a villain, maybe. <laughs> People don't like women like that, that are, mm-hmm. that keep part of themselves to themselves, mm-hmm. but um, I love that about her. I think that's the most interesting thing about her. We don't know her, and we never will. Even the real person. Well, but then the real person, I I read like a follow up, like where is she now? Article, and she's mm-hmm. like talking about how she like doesn't want to be associated with like scam culture, sure. or like being a scammer. And I'm like, I I get how she is just a particularly good grifter, and like <laughs> just wants to be a society per like. Like, not mm-hmm. that there's, I, like, I'm not going to pretend there's nothing inscrutable there. But, like, okay. I think it is simpler in some ways. Like, she does seem to just be, like, everyone agrees she's selfish. She's mm-hmm. clearly motivated by prestige. Mm-hmm. She's clearly motivated by a certain lifestyle. Like th- And those things are, like, well, there's not that much more to understand about that. Or maybe I'm, like, just being unfair to, like, basically a rich person who i'm like well anyone past a certain class level i'm like "Eh." but she didn't grow up rich right like she she understood that 
when she says like VIP is better, like, is she wrong? <laughs> like, I thought about that a lot. Like, wealth buys you a lot. You know, does money buy happiness? Mm. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So she's not wrong to kind of pierce the veil and understand these things about money and access mm-hmm. and understand that, hey, why do men get to fail up? Why don't I get to have these connections? Why can't I throw money around and still do what I, you know, why can't I have access to these things just because I was born under these different circumstances? Mm -hmm. She's not wrong. It's very Elizabeth Holmes in that way. Yes. Yes. yes, (laughs) The Elizabeth Holmes of like, you're especially white women, like weaponizing femininity Mm -hmm. or, or weaponizing like being a woman to just be like, like when her chase, the boyfriend is like, being a woman isn't a minority and she's like uh you know you like understand like what he's saying in that moment because like the way that anna and um elizabeth holmes use being a woman you do it does beg you to kind of respond like being a woman Mm -hmm. is a minority Mm -hmm. like not in this way (laughs) you know what i mean like you're like relying so much on like kind of white feminism to be like it's yeah. an old boys club and like th- things that are true, but that on sure. you are just a weird hollow look. But she no, understands it. You know, she understands it yeah. and the, if and people respond to it. Um, yeah. So she's kind of using one of the most fascinating things to me is when she kind of has this make under you when mm. she meets the banker who is going to sign off on this huge loan. Her sexy blonde getup isn't really, he's not responding to it. And I remember having this moment where I was like, oh God, he's going to like put his hand on her knee or something. And I'm good. But he doesn't. Um, He puts it, he's protective of that picture that she touches the one with his daughter. And so what does she do? She dyes her hair auburn. She dresses down. That's when she starts wearing the glasses. And now she's just, she's like you were talking about, you know, um, she's this vulnerable white woman. She cries so much during this show. That's like a hallmark of that's something that, like you said, she weaponizes all the time, like when she's in the hotel and she can't pay. And so she just breaks down in tears. Who else could like play that trick? And she knows it so well. Is that, I mean, she's using what she knows people will respond to. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Does that make her a villain or does that make her very aware (laughs) of the way the world well, she's works. genius. No yeah. ma- I mean, that is one of the things that's super clear no matter what, right? It's just whether she's an evil genius or not, right? And mm-hmm. I guess that was one of the things I was curious about. Okay, so so one of the few things we do know is about her class background, right? Yeah. She, was, she did grow up poor and her pa. family, pa. And then <laughs> in the Soviet <laughs> Union and, you know... Um, at what was then the, the Soviet Union. And then at 16, her family moved to Germany mm-hmm. and had this kind of like middle class break, vaguely middle class break in uh, Germany. Like her mother could become a housewife. And this, there's in her family, there's clearly like um, some important moment where they learn to like play pretend about, about their class as mm-hmm. part of their like assimilation of like, leaving starting up again and she started going to this like catholic school and things like that um so i found that pretty interesting and um i am curious about like these different variations so we have like scamming grifting hustling 
conning. <laughs> like, what are the different ways that that works? So I, I recently, sort of recently, I, I recently pieced together that there's a person that I know who um, essentially acts poor, but is very, 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 very rich, like rich beyond like imaginability, um, <laughs> partly an inheritance that is that they're like set to receive, but it's just like kind of astonishing that you know when you've known somebody for like over a decade and then you find out that about them Mm -hmm. um and i think that that's actually probably more even though the amount of of wealth that this person i'm talking about um is pretty unconscionable like i think that's a pretty common thing that we encounter is that you know people are pretending that they that they aren't an heiress right or like um hiding like feeling ashamed of like generational wealth and things like that right i'm thinking about so, grimes <laughs> yeah oh, it's just interesting like have yeah grimes wealth. is uh somebody who famously like played poor and like yeah. hung out with people that were it's like uh you know they find it interesting to hang out with people that are of a different class but she had money mm-hmm. or like taylor swift or something who what's taylor swift's deal um she, she grew up yeah she i mean it's okay. the same thing she's a nepo baby she grew up and that's mm-hmm. another thing right that kind of ties into that like what connections do you have are you yeah. actually talented or are you just rich like right that yeah. kind of thing and i feel like you know like dave you and i went to university of chicago i feel like there are a lot of people who were like quietly like a diplomat diplomat's child or mm. something like that like really not wanting to talk about that so i was kind of fascinated by anna's like an inverse of this other kind of character that I've I've encountered a number of times where you just don't realize it. And yeah. this person that I'm talking about, like, borrows money from people oh who are God. poor. Like, borrows money. And I was like, I think this person's a grifter, right? Like, that was my... That was the way that I processed that, is, like, as a grift. To me, a grift is somebody who... Um, preys on people who have less than them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I associate, I mean, I do think for the most part, mm-hmm. there's a kind of Robin Hoody quality to Anna Delby. Like she's scamming upwards. Except you know? she does, they, she's like a With half some a Robin exceptions. Hood. She like steals right. from the rich, but she doesn't exactly give to the poor. She gives to herself no. and to yeah. her she friends. Gives to and she gives to her friends. Her friends benefit from being around yeah. it. Yes. And, and rece- but, like, I don't know. It was just interesting to me. Like, it seems like, I don't know, that there's some kind of ethical code that we could attach to these, like, different kinds of. Well, and I think that ethical asso- code. Do you associate with that? I think that ethical code is very tied to whether people see her as a hero or a villain. Mm, Uh, Yes. You know, like anyone who's like, fuck these banks is like inclined to see her as at least a little bit of a hero or at least not a villain, you know? And I think, I think where I'm sort of like coming around to a horseshoe theory of like, of, of kind of being like, she is a villain is, Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with like the acts themselves Mm -hmm. and more to do with like, just the, it's just such a and and this is as much to do with the show as with her as a character whether real life or not is like you know 
it's like it's 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 all and all these articles you read it's like oh it points out the flaws of the system and it's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. okay cool like to what end and it's like uh to point out the flaws of the end and to take (laughs) advantage of them for yourself it's never like to imagine different systems or like to destroy the systems it's always like you know, the fact that, like, one of those journalists early on is like, I miss writing about the Obamas. You're like, that's the <laughs> idealism that the – that's yeah, the yeah, most yeah. idealistic that these characters can be. I think that's what I didn't like about – going back to my TikTok fights, that's mm-hmm. where people were like, yeah, Slay Queen. And I was like, why? Like, it's what yeah. you were saying, Dave. Like, she's not – imagining something different she's just she just wants into the system that already exists she's banging on the door and wanting to be let in and that's the only thing that matters to her so what's so great about that serious about her you know what i mean that's not mysterious yeah that's that's what i'm like oh well she's she is scrutable because it's just like yeah, she just wants to be a. What about good the Anna Delvey Foundation, though? Do you think that there's the any? <laughs> Don't you love how it sounds like? Yeah. I thought that could have been Adia. something really interesting and cool if, like, she could have made it. I don't know, like, uh, if she wanted to build something different with the money. But you can tell she just wanted to do like this exclusive club. I was like, have yeah. more imagination. Like, yeah, it's not like she's building like a DIY venue with like no. adult education classes and like, <laughs> no. sober shows and so you're like, yeah, she's just, yeah, wants clubs. But I find clubs. that so much, it's like, to compare to this other thing of like the, per, like Grimes or something like that, like pretending to be poor mm-hmm. while having like a cushy mm-hmm. upbringing mm-hmm. and like the kind of that kind of like entitlement, you know, I don't know. That to me seems far more villainous. Yeah, she's people don't like her because she's entitled without any of the money. It's okay to be entitled if you have something to. You're entitled because you're yeah. rich. She's entitled and she's poor, she's not and it's that like. Different. But <laughs> but people don't like it because they're like, why should you be entitled? You're not rich. You're not from a connected yeah. family. Like, where do you get off? You know. But well, the the appeal of it is a even though after especially after editing the survivor episode Mm -hmm. i like Mm -hmm. really have like come off uh the the gas for russell a little bit um, (laughs) as 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 a source of entertainment but like she has that russell thing Mm -hmm. of like being so unapologetic that you're like damn i gotta kind of respect this a little bit like this person like just is embracing it yeah, she's not she acting any different from anyone else. It's true. It's like I think, and when we look at like the amount of money, it's really not. I mean, in the no. grand scheme of things, it's it's not a huge amount of money that she scammed. You know? No, I went um, back and I looked at the crimes that she was actually convicted of, and none of them were crime like personal crimes where she i I guess but maybe we should talk about rachel because she did Mm. steal from her and that's one of the shakier parts of the show in terms of rachel i fucking hate rachel i fucking hate rachel but she's the real villain but she but rachel is not rich like that sixty two thousand dollars to rachel was a lot of money whereas someone like uh, nora where she like a bunch of her credit cards like who gives a shit you know but 
The thing that makes Rachel a villain to me is that she got her dream job within three months of getting to the city. I'm like, yeah, going on month, whatever of, of unemployment. But everyone benefited from knowing Anna, including Neff, including like this journalist who had supposedly fallen from grace or something. Like she's fine. Everyone's fine. Like Anna didn't really doing. Cause she, to me is like, okay, I know you have beef with Neff, but to me, she's the, the friend who is most clearly being preyed on. And I'm like, it's different when you're when you're taking advantage of this worker who's like naive and these type of things. Even if we have problems with how gullible Neff is. Yes. And yes, she has her own ambitions that cloud her thinking and yeah. things like that. I think it's the most clear cut um, instance of... Anna Delvey being a grifter, right? To to go back to my point of like grifting down, scamming up, or something like that, you know? Okay. Like, but she didn't take she, any money from them. She right? did, but she she's she, the only one she, she paid back. Her job. Yeah, I know, right? Because she does yeah. have some sense of the fact that yes, Neff she is does. Poor, right? Mm-hmm. And um, but I think the fact that she jeopardizes Neff's job right um, yeah is pretty yeah. messed up um whereas like i don't know i guess yeah rachel that's a that's a huge amount of money but at that point rachel had been you know receiving free this free that being taken out to dinner and things like that mm-hmm. and like honestly like rachel should reciprocate so, like what the fuck is up with this like one-sided <laughs> relationship that she has with Anna where she's just getting whatever she wants and never ever offers to pay for anything like maybe she just has to pay her back all at once and that's the 62k yeah, yeah. and I don't even think that that's breaking even <laughs> it's honestly, not breaking even you know? mm. so I'm not gonna no. feel bad about it she just seems like a really selfish friend who never offer like we all know people like that who just like never fucking offer to to pay for things, but it would be totally fine for them to do that every so often, you know, symbolically or something. Symbolically. Like that. Yeah. She yeah, feels entitled to Anna's money. She does feel because entitled Anna, to it. And yeah. it, I guess that's true. Like when they're booking the I trip like in that. Morocco and she's getting the best of everything without even asking, oh, sure, we'll take the suite. Yes, we'll have the yeah. platter of whatever. Because she feels, it's like, okay, I have a rich friend, and of course she'll pick it up. And then when the tab comes in, which is one of, the, like, the funniest parts to me, or Anna's just, like, looking at her phone, and it's just like, oh, the wire didn't right. come in. And it's just like, yeah, oh, wow, Rachel. <laughs> I mean, what's different between Rachel and Neff is, like, because Anna pays for everything, she buys Neff, right? Neff yes. is somebody who is working for her forever. Mm-hmm. She's indebted to uh anna whereas rachel doesn't feel a sense of indebtedness at all it's pure entitlement and but when neff is like confronted with that yeah i don't know remember that scene though when rachel says like she bought you and neff is outraged by that but it's true like the optics are bad but it's true no it is true it's like I mean, I think we've all had things like that, too, where you, like, start feeling indebted to somebody and you start realizing, like, oh, this feels very complicated. I'm doing things I don't want to be doing because, you know, this person, like, bought me dinner last week or something like that and insisted that I didn't, you know, contribute. But then, like, ooh, I don't like – I don't know. That just doesn't sit well with me, you know? 
I don't. I can you Neff's ever have a friendship ability. like that? Hmm? Yeah, I think Neff's gullibility is, and, and the yeah. gullibility of every character in this show. Yeah, fair. Is, like, <laughs> is the most is what makes it lower tier Shonda to me, where it's like, because, mm-hmm. because, and and I realize this is missing the point a little bit. Like a sure. show that was hiding this better, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be wondering like. Well, why isn't Rachel just selling some of her clothes? So it's it's like, <laughs> yeah. But but certain logistics like that like were popping up to me. Sure. And Neff being like like when she's like confronting Anna and being like, why aren't you in a, the the sons of the owner of the hotel don't know you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're his client, yeah. why aren't you in a suite? And Anna saying a thing kind of like you were saying, Madeline, of like, you know, when you owe someone so many favors, you just like, don't want to be a, a bother to them yeah. or your gift to them. That was a silence. chilling moment. Yeah. But then, but then Neff's response is genius. And you're like, dude, what? This person thinks this is genius. Like everybody responding to this is just like, so that's why mm. Todd's argument that like everyone wants something from her is like, holds a lot of water mm-hmm. because otherwise you're just like, what I just believe everyone in the world is completely stupid. You know? Yeah, well, it's convenient for them to believe her, right? Yeah, yes, like, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They want to believe her, and I do think that's like that is a really interesting part of the story is just how embarrassed people feel about. I mean, that's that's the big controversy here. It's not like the amount of money or the scams themselves per se, no. but just how gullible people were and how humiliating it is that they got tricked <laughs> right? yeah it is because once you get those connect that's what she understood once somebody introduces you as their friend and you make that connection you're an insider and everything mm-hmm. you say is true and you're one of one of us one of us exactly. and they're never Except going you. to look into your background they're never going to ask for paperwork it's okay you're one of us and so Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what protected her is just people's embarrassment and people's ego because yeah. they could have picked up the phone at any time and said, what, what's going on with my money? Or is this true? But they never did because she, she was one of them. And then, like you said, they were, she was protected by their embarrassment, Yeah, which is kind of great. <laughs> she knows how the system works. So I mean, mm-hmm. that is a big part of it, right? Like that's why mm-hmm. Nora would never retaliate Never. right because no too deep a wound that that she fell for it no yeah, and it's, it's embar- not the, the money. other side of gullibility is embarrassment mm-hmm. yeah yeah is and that's a huge part thing? of scamming maybe mm-hmm. what you were talking about earlier scamming grifting hustling like where do you go people mean by scam culture like i don't understand the idea like i get what scams are but mm-hmm. everyone's like we live in the era of scam culture like mm-hmm is it just that there's a lot of stories being told about it? Like, what the fuck is scam culture? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, but I do think scamming, okay, I feel like scamming is about going after a larger entity of some sort, right? Like, and mm. that can be really sm- s- uh, small scale, too. You don't think so? You think it's a, it's hey. a different top-down kind of a thing, too? Because I think about scammers as... um. 
like the famous like some uh, somebody calls like a an old person about yeah. their social security that's a scam and that's definitely that's scamming scam. yeah you're but right but then i always think about how like okay that call is coming from a call center in india and those people are very poor and then you're scamming someone on social security who's also very poor mm-hmm. so mm, you know you don't have to scam up or down you can scam someone who's just like you and whoever you just eat each other, basically. Because I, I feel like that's grifting. I want to call that grifting. I but they're love called the scams, instinct. though. I think ultimately, like, all these things, like, are synonyms. But Maybe I really so. like the instinct to separate them out. And I'm all for the project of, like, a scam <laughs> is different than a grift is different than a... What, what are Let's the others look up you grift. I'm going to look well, it up. Well, that's why... Because it, it is weird that, like, that I I had just had this, like, whatever experience in my mm-hmm. vague social circle and i was like how do we describe this thing and i just felt like that is the most clear-cut capital g grifter situation i had ever heard of where it's like somebody is just is just like taking like asking people to pay for things knowing that they don't have as much as them you know it's like picking being a big man and picking on a little man like pretending to be a little man as a way of like to get manipulating uh, people who actually understand what it's like to be poor you know um i think it's that there are hero scammers and villain scammers and, he, yeah, maybe and hero right. grifters and villain grifters you Just know who's depending on who you me? are i was at freddie freddie murders i call it freddie murders fred myers the grocery store uh-huh. um and this guy was we we're at the self-checkout this guy had huge cart of groceries He's just like going, going, going. It's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars of groceries. All right. And then he um, starts to, he like puts his card in and then it says like enter pin and he just takes it out and leaves. And everyone thought that he like paid for it. And then I look over and it just has the like enter pin, enter pin, enter (laughs) pin. Like, oh, you know, I was yeah. right next to him and I was like, yes. That's a bad scam for him, though, because he can't come back to that store and do. It's a one time scam. Not all scams so. are. Uh, that's how you get caught up. You know, some scams are one time deals. As I was looking back who- at him, though, and he had like a baseball cap, you know, because how they have the videos that come down. Like, I think mm-hmm. he was really. But I, w- I mean, I understand how to fucking shoplift. I will not go into oh. detail about that <laughs> right I'll now. I'll go into detail. But <laughs> <laughs> I like get shoplifting, and I love, I love the the thrill of other people shoplifting. <laughs> totally, like he was. Uh, it was it was an amazing, amazing situation. Like he completely fooled everybody. Hmm. What about a hustle, though? Like, I feel like a hustler is a more positive. A hustler. Um, see, this is the thing I was thinking about. Like, I think that's a, a positive thing. You're hustling. You know, I'm a hustler. Right. You know, it's a like grinder. a work ethic. But mm-hmm. like the hustle is a work ethic, but also like a hustler, like, you know, like a pool shark or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. It can be a it's little. It's based on their talent. Right. Mm-hmm. It is an art. Mm-hmm. Hustling is an art. And it's also like there's a kind of. There's a kind of um, dignity to it, right? Where it's like, yes, um, we're going. We have an agreement we've made. We're going to play pool, and we're, and 
Um, it's not like the guy at Freddie Murders, so like, <laughs> who's just like, you know. I mean, there's a talent there. There's an art to that for sure. For sure, but it's not. Yeah. There isn't like it isn't a mutual agreement or something like that, right? Like. I think that's because remember Neff has a hustle too, where she's the person where she'll connect. You want to get a table at this exclusive place? She's your girl. Like she's, she's gonna. That's always that's her hustle that she had or going is that before grinding? Anna. Ew, the grind I don't like is. Grinding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love hustling. I mean, hustling but a grinding can has... be part of your hustle, you know. Like- <laughs> True, true. I mean, we need like a diagram of like not all hustles are grinds, but some grinds are. So hustles. I have a definition. Okay, a grift okay, is a confidence game or a swindle. Well, scam is a fraudulent deal. Hmm. I don't know. A grift is to obtain illegally, as by a con hmm. game. While scam is to defraud or embezzle. It almost seems like a grift is something that you kind of come up with. It's something that you do over and over again. The grift. Yeah. A scam mm-hmm. is like that, what the guy did at the grocery store. That's a scam. You may do it once. You come up with it. You just do it. But then a grift is something like, you know, three-card Monty or something. That's a mm-hmm. grift. It's um, like a longer. It's, it's a long like game. A, <laughs> tactics a long game. versus strategy sort of. Yes. I don't, I don't agree that one is uh, – I don't know if it matters like who does it. You know, someone okay. can grift up, you can grift down, you can grift side to side, you can you can hustle yeah. in the middle, you can <laughs> you can you can wear different hats, I think. And I think we've I all grifted and scammed. <laughs> I think that the three of us, based on something Madeline just said, <laughs> I think the three of us should release do you remember those old cash money? album covers of just the like insane graphic art <laughs> with like hell of like cash and like dollar signs cool. on Jesus. it and like maybe some pit bulls and i think the three mm-hmm. of us need to release an album called <laughs> hustling is an art hustling which, is uh, an art which madeline just said that's I think, what I think all hip hop is about though it's like yeah. jay-z is like yeah. i'm a hustler like that yeah. is part of you have to be smart. You have to, and yeah, Anna is a hustler too because you need intelligence. I think anyone can come up with this. Do you need intelligence to pull off a scam? Because I can read about a scam and just go do it. But she has a yeah. she has a grift. She's a con woman. What what about a con artist? What is different? Oh, about she's a con artist. They're an artist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is, but is a con artist a hustler? Oh, absolutely. Let's draw like a Venn diagram. I want a Venn diagram. Because I want to understand these. Because I want to believe that there is some kind of of code like to break Mm. here in terms of class, like how class works, like where the money goes. You know, I want to think that there's a different way of characterizing. And I think you're right. Maybe it is a hero villain thing. But it's like to me... There's just different ways of doing. I mean, that's why Robin Hood is such a great character, right? Because of the particular ways that he is. He is he a scammer? Is he a yeah, hustler? Yeah, like, is he? What? How would we? How? Would I we think what he's him? doing is a grift because he you does the same grift? thing all the time. Yeah, he waits and he uh, he steals on the road, and then he yeah. redistributes. But a, a grifter, grift. like I recently rewatched the Grifters. I love that movie. But like, you know, did you? Did either of you see that one? With no. Angelica Houston and John Cusack and Annette Benning, it's a great movie. That but sounds really good. It is very th- like the grift is small time. Like 
John Cusack will go to, you know, a bar and like somehow like that's true. pay for something with like a certain amount of money, but then like get a bunch of, you yeah. know, bills off the table somehow and like he'll walk away like twenty dollars richer or something like that, right? But it's I like think you're right. a kind of a like a day to day thing. And it is like small little things like card tricks. Or things like that, yes. right? Yes. There's a by. book in here, dude. I think you got a book. You got a book in here no. somewhere of like. Of I think the- like a yeah. I think you're right that it's but a scam, like a, a big yeah. corporation. Like for example, um, I think a scam implies a big yeah a bigger like entity, an over like overdraft fees were a scam. That's a scam yes. pulled off by Bank of America. Yeah, it's yeah, punching down. That's a scam yeah. or like but telemarketing. So is the- elder so is the like elder abuse but that is usually part of a big company the people that are pulling off that scam are employees yeah um have you seen that hbo show about telemarketing what is it called it was like the um so i think it's called telemarketer it's so good it's so good because it's just i can't remember the company but it's just like it starts off in the 90s and it's just like they're working they set okay. up this telemarketing company right by a prison mm-hmm. where people need to have a job when they come out of prison or else they're going to go back. And so they have people doing drugs like in the bathroom, doing drugs mm-hmm. openly, bringing pets to the drinking on the floor and just calling old people and having them sign up to have um, to help the police union. But it never all of right. these. um Nonprofits like are outsourcing. Of Wall Street or something. It's so mm-hmm. good. I think that is a scam. That's not a grift. That's a scam. That's a and scam. the people who pulled just... that off did nothing happen to them. A nothing scam happened seems to organized. Them. Like there's like that. Okay. Yes. I think that maybe. that. But is, is a grift a not huge... organized? In a small time way, no, I, I think, think you hit on something. I think it's piecemeal. You know, it's piecemeal, but you mm. still have to have a system. There's still a system to it. Like, if I have to learn three-card Monty, I can't just go and do it. I have to understand. You know that grift where, like, somebody gives you $20 and then they mm-hmm. confuse you and then all of right. a sudden you're giving – that's a that's a grift. And you have to understand how to do it. Mm-hmm. You can't – I would have to – I don't think I could go and just do that without understanding how it works. What's the difference between a scammer and a schemer? Because I got this friend who my I like they were just thinking of like, different words skate, that are like it's just like introducing it goes them into several, the salad. It's, it's, I got I got this friend who who I think is a schemer who um figured out how to get free mattresses. Okay, and this friend <laughs> has gotten with these things because the you can buy the mattress, you can say that you don't want the mattress anymore, return it, but they won't take back the mattress, so you can just keep the mattress. Okay. And they've been doing this and getting like all their friends' mattresses hooked up. With well, them, then you know, everyone's their, a schemer, though. Mattress. Everyone's like, a scheme that? because if if that's true, then everyone's a schemer because everyone has. Um, it's a survival you know, thing. Well, scheming. well, yes, and people who were just like, I didn't get my DoorDash. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. that to me is. is is that a scheme though? Because I feel like well, that you're fucks kinda, over the DoorDash. You're fucking person. over the DoorDash delivery. So that's person. why we don't do it. But back in the day when Netflix delivered DVDs, like, I never right. received any of my DVDs, you know? It was wild. <laughs> oh, no? <laughs> and I had, yeah, I never okay, but then what's a one. dreamer? <laughs> <laughs> we have schemers. A dreamer, a schemer, schemers. a scammer. And what's a scumbum? And what's a scumbag? <laughs> and, right. And what's I a don't skunk? Know. 
<laughs> I just think it's, I think it is an interesting question, you know, that, uh, that feels very like muddied by the by the show, right? Like these oh, different. Well, I, I do think there are variations in like her method, right, or whatever we want to call it, and it has different outcomes wherever she depending. directs it. And yeah. that's why I kind of wanted to think about like how to make these differentiations. I think know? it depends on who you are and where you're sitting. Whether you're the yeah, how do you right. think about it's yourself? Directionality, it's positionality. Yes. But it's also Absolutely. scale, too. We've been talking mm-hmm. about yes. like small scale, large scale. And so I think that's really interesting. And like the class thing, like, you know, we are talking about uh, the semantics of it. But it's re- and, and I think that like that's kind of why you need to write a book is so we can have someone just like be like, this is this and have that be the first thing on Google search yes, results. Yes, and I flip to it, and I'm like, I'm going to fuck over this person. Is it ethical? I'm a scammer. Fuck Walmart. Or and I'm going to fuck over. I'm done. punching down, and that's yeah, not yeah. ethical. The yeah, new it's a punching down, punching up question. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, because well, we don't, don't like people that punch down. But then, okay, I've been. this is something I was thinking about in terms of um, – I forget who says it, but I think it's the um, – what's the journalist's name? I just know her name is, oh yeah, Vivian in the show. Vivian, she says, not everything is transactional. And I was like, no, you're wrong. Every relationship is transactional. And maybe that's why we can't put our finger on what's a scam, what's a scheme, what's a hustle. Because everything that we're doing in life is transactional. Whether you're trying to get a dinner. What's that thing where, like, um, right now, like, men are, like, um, She's trying to get a free dinner, <laughs> you know. She's trying to get a free lunch by going on a date. Blah. All dating is trained. That's every amazing. Relation, yeah. Every every. There's so many grad students who did that because they get sixteen thousand dollars a year. So they're like, yeah, three nights a week, I go on a date. But is that a, <laughs> is that a hot? That's a hustle to me. <laughs> that's a hustle. I agree. That's a but hustle. I love that the semantics <laughs> reference these deeper things, and also the semantics are too confusing to completely. They're too. I, I think they're. Yeah. Confusing because we have to we have to accept that all of us are engaged in transactional relationships. We yeah. can't separate ourselves and say, "Well, I don't have a transaction." Because even um, why did that's Vivian how to be ethical in your friendships right? is to it's understand like to that, that it's always transactional right. and to right. understand yeah. your because like, Vivian I was all one of the things that maybe we can talk about that later. But I, when it, like Vivian thinks of herself is um, completely. Her hands are clean. She's just helping someone out. She wants to redeem her career. And Anna is just like, no, it's Neff who calls her out and says, you want Mm -hmm. something. Everyone Mm -hmm. wants something. You want something from Anna. You don't give a shit about Anna. And it is transactional. It's completely transactional. All relationships are. And I think that that's, maybe that's why people are not comfortable with Anna. Because she kind of blows the lid off of that. Yeah. Nobody feels comfortable with saying Mm -hmm. that. Even the people that you love that's a transactional relationship, let alone strangers. So I think you're right, Madeline. Understanding that and just owning that is what is ethical about it or can make it ethical or unethical. Yeah, just being honest about those things. Being honest I mean, about I'm looking it. at both of you. I'm like, I feel like we've, uh, I don't think all three of us, but like I've had conversations with both of you about like, how do we square this? Like we live in a world where there's money and yes things and like we're doing things together so how do we do it that like in a it's totally everything is always asymmetrical always right? like 
we never have the same amount in our bank accounts and things like that. And like, so just how do we do things that I like thinking of is like, how do we square this? Right. Like, and maybe we, we never do. live in a transactional world, but like we can kind of feel like we tried like to we can be feel like honest we tried. and reciprocate in different ways. Like mm-hmm. not in a tit for tat way, but no. just being like, we need things from each other. How do we do that and not feel gross about it? Right. You're not like yes. reminding each other. Of exactly, have, not exploiting each other. Yeah. Well, have you read that David Hyde book, The Gift? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Do you know what but it I've, like what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. It's yeah. like about like gift culture and how it sort of became like mercantile culture and and, mm-hmm. and debting and lending. And it's very much like about art as well and like the the transactional nature of things and i think that's kind of the ideal version of these things is to like i mean it sucks because it's kind of like this primitivist like it 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 makes it seem like i don't think the book does but there's a way where it where you look back and go like oh we had it right back in yes caveman days with just bartering or whatever everybody yes (laughs) yes and graber talks about like the gift economy and and yeah 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 that's but this rewatch it made me realized that made me realize that being a journalist is a conflict of interest. Like the fact that you yeah. need a story, I never really right. thought of it like that. Because this this is so it reminds me of like every you know journalism uh, glorifying story, yeah, like spotlight or all spotlight the shattered men. glass. Yeah, the president's men like, for sure. Whoever's doing it, it's like for this it's like the journalist as like saint and it's like it's it's and it's like your whole job requires you to get stories from people so like you're forget the like oh we all each have our individual perspectives everything is subjective like you're already biased by the job title is like that kind of was like they're all vampires man like another Mm. big theme from our heroes and villains season yeah. like accidentally about half of the the things we've watched this season have been vampiric in some way right yeah and it's like it's the vampire the monster they're so interesting because it's like the vampire needs to do this thing in order to survive right their basic survival is based on doing villainous acts in some and the way, vampires right? we love own it they own it yeah i don't are we vampires or are we all just like um we're all parasites living in like an ecosystem where we have to balance it out. What's like, you know, like someone's this, someone's a pilot fish and someone's this kind of organism and we all just have to, I don't know if anyone, there are, but some people are leeches and vampires and some people are just, um, I don't know. (laughs) No, there's a word for it. The There's ocean. a word for it. Um, it's a symbiotic relationship, oh, right. we're, but well, we're still we're parasites. About. We're still parasites. Some of well, us that's are exactly tapeworms. that's exactly what we're talking about. With like, okay, we live in a transactional world. We can't pretend that our relationships are somehow exempt from that or above so how do that. We, yeah. So how do we think? I think that's a great model. It's like mutual aid, symbiosis, things like mm-hmm. that. Like, give what you can give take what you need like yes 
I'm co- someone's covered in fleas. You eat the fleas from that. Your body decomposes. Someone else eats the decomposing body. And then you grass rises the from. <laughs> yeah, yes. we are so many wild images right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch Scavengers Rain? That's what I'm thinking of. Like on another planet, there are just like all of these weird organisms. Like you eat one, and then like Madeline says, you poop it out, and from the poop, an egg. I don't know. It's yeah. it's beautiful and disgusting. <laughs> or like mycelia, like kind of like yes. taking uh, taking waste and turning it into this large living organism across the world, like the largest yes. like fungus, the mo- or is it bacteria that's the most populous? I think it's fungus, or like the whale. Yes, or like when a whale's body like sinks to the bottom of the ocean and it creates its own Whoa. ecosystem. That's Anna Delvey. She's the that's whale, what, man. She's the whale. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's the, yes, she's the whale, and capitalism is the ocean. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> My other well, theory I, about Anna is that my survivor comparison is Anna. So we've said Anna as Russell, as unapologetic. She's she's Russell? I don't think that's true, though. No. Anna is Austin Oh, I was like, how could you? Okay, Anna, okay Anna, thank you. Here, hear me out. Hear Your me out. Your favorite okay, let's, survivor? Okay, let's follow I, on. I'm not saying that I like Anna as much as I like Boston <laughs> Rob, but here's, here's okay. the comparison. Boston Rob's whole game is mm-hmm. figuring out what people value and mm-hmm. putting it yes. on the line. And You're right. Anna is all about figuring out what people value. And like in any moment, whenever she's like about to be found out, she changes the conversation and with Chase, hmm. she describes ADF and is like, and is like, oh, oh get gets him on board with a dream. With mm-hmm. most people, mm-hmm. with uh, fucking Vivian, it's like the story. You know what I mean? And right. so like, so that was, I was very proud to be like, this doesn't feel like I'm stretching it at all. Anna is very much Boston Rob in this social scene. Okay. Yeah. She is the smartest person in the story. So she's she can be Boston Rob. <laughs> Not she's as the most sexy intelligent. as Boston Rob. Oh, he what? loves Boston Rob so much. He, he's so <laughs> basic. <laughs> uh, Boston Rob is not basic. You need he's to check basic. yourself. You need to rewatch <laughs> the seasons with Boston Rob and see the natural <laughs> charisma he has. It's he, off the charts. I guess he does have some charisma. He needs to but... get that hat off of his head. <laughs> he does. I'm glad you brought up Chase, though, because I hate Chase so much. Yeah, yeah. Because they He's... all want something from her. Like They that's do. What, that's what all of these characters have in common. We can't actually feel that sorry for any of them for I that don't. reason. Right? No. And I think that this is like going back to what we were talking about, about transactionality. It's like, okay, if it's we always that. have to have a transaction, then let's let's say what it is. Like, what do you need from your friend? How can your friend give that to you? Mm-hmm. Why is that such a hard thing to just do? You know, because we, we don't want to admit stuff from Because we other. don't want to admit that our relationship think about you know? like um if we were you're like, I love this person. Then it's yeah. love is supposed to be this selfless um, kind of abstract thing and it's like if you love someone but you're also living with someone you've mm-hmm. bills to pay someone probably makes more money not mm-hmm. only money but just emotional resources somebody's yep. better at something something may take a toll on you emotionally or psychologically that 
doesn't for the other person. People pick up slack. Like you said earlier, it's never equal, but we like to pretend like it is. We can never square our relationships, never, because we all have, no one is born into this world equal. So it's like always going to be transactional. Like they don't think like about, about Todd money. with his wife, where he's like talking about like going out with her. Which, by yeah. the way, when he if she's from a family that's called the New York Blanks, they do not live <laughs> in an apartment that yeah. looks like a hotel. Like that apartment is so yeah. basic. But he oh, is talking look about fired. But he's talking about <laughs> going out with her in suits that cost more than some people make in a month. And mm-hmm. she goes, don't be gross. She and does, because like, she never even, has to think about money. She's exactly. always had it. Yeah. And so that's why people aren't willing to acknowledge these dynamics, is because it's so taboo. Yeah. It's taboo. But it, it's, like, it it's not just money, though. You know? For it's rich really people, not. it's taboo. Not. For yeah, rich, like, but yeah, that's, you I know mean, that. I talked um, to my dad. My dad grew up on welfare, you know? Yeah. And, like, he lives on very little money. Just small time talking with him. He'll tell me, like, how much exactly a can of tuna will cost from different grocery stores. Like, mm-hmm. he knows exactly mm-hmm. the difference between, like, 10 cents difference between this store or that store. Like, people who grow up, like, having absolutely nothing, they love talking about money. It's act- totally comfortable talking about money. That's right? so true. But then there's, there's also a stereotype about-, about poor people or rich people, how you'll all go out to dinner and people mm-hmm. that didn't grow up with the money will be like, just split the bill. No problem. But a rich person will be like, oh, you took a sip of my Coke. Can you Venmo me 75 cents? Because their eye is on every penny. And people will say, well, that's how they got to be rich. They always have their eye. There's a certain selfishness or a certain um, yeah. like penny pinching that some people admire or some people see as kind of uh, disgusting. Like... I feel like penny pinching is is often a a nouveau riche kind of issue, though. Exactly. Yeah. It's like somebody somebody in that in the background there knows the meaning of a dollar, and that's where that that impulse is coming from. Right. But know? the thing that people that makes people angry is it's like, why are you? You're okay with taking from me, but when I take something from you, you're you're yeah. counting it down to the quarter. I know. You're yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know anyone like that. I would, I don't think I could be friends with someone like that because I feel like all of my friends are pretty honest about money and are pretty pretty generous. Like, if we're all going to dinner, it's kind of, like, implied, like, well, we can talk about it. It's not a big deal. Like, I'm not gonna. And it all, I feel with my friends that it all comes out in the wash. I'm not going to count five din- – like, I guess if I'm yeah. – you have a sense of when you're being taken advantage of. And I think that um, – like, back to what you were saying, Madeline, like, if you have a relationship with someone that's sincere and honest, like, you can just feel when someone's taking advantage of you. You don't have to keep a tally mark because yeah. – uh, I don't know. But we've all felt that. We've all felt that where it's have like, you you're, you're never going to push out your wallet. Ooh. I feel really guilty about asking for money back from people, and I often have not. But the only times I've done that has been when somebody said they were going to give me money and they just didn't. And I'm like, hey, you told me you were going to give me. Did you? You felt really weird about it? I did. And I felt like I was being taken advantage of. Yeah, it's. 
yeah, I mean, and I feel, it does make me feel uh, weird because I'm usually, I didn't grow up with money. And yet when I was doing okay, like I, I feel like I'm pretty, like I don't care about money in that way. Like I'm not going to nickel and dime you for a cup of coffee. But if you feel yeah. like you're going to like fuck me over, you're wrong. Like I noticed, well, like I'm not like dumb. over a thousand dollars that I lent somebody, but. Well, that's fair. Like, there's, but there's nothing wrong with acknowledge. Like you said earlier, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging it. Like that's the yeah. rub. Like it's, it's okay to acknowledge it. Anything about it. But why not fun. though? But why can't like I'm I, like not like I'm just saying like I wonder why we can't like because it feels so embarrassing. Well, I think that I feel embarrassed about. Um. I feel it, it is it's like I feel uncomfortable having any money, you know, like mm-hmm. I think what you're talking about, like, um, well, like, yeah, I have t- I had two households, one of which was doing much better off than the other. But like I grew mm-hmm. up not having a lot of money Then my mom started making money when I was an adult, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean? and I just feel it just is weird. Cause I'm like, wow, you're making, you know, like. And then between my siblings, it's weird because I'm so much older than all of them that they grew up with, like, a totally different experience of class then than I did, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why people don't have friends that are across class, you know? And that's why why Anna Delvey is so interesting because she doesn't want, like, she wanted to be friends with people that were not in her class. And she had to penetrate this very, like deep lair before they would even look at her like that scene like you were talking about earlier where she's treated like the help because she she's not yet and then i don't think that takes a turn until she fucks over chase yeah and then nora accepts her and then it goes from there somehow like nora starts liking her and i don't know it's very weird but I don't I mean, think you can have her. friends of a different She like class. starts buying clothes that Nora likes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and complimenting so that her she taste can work and her. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's yeah. signaling that she's in like an in-group out-group type thing. Yeah. Which well, is Well, in terms of friendship, it is really interesting that it's like, you know, there's that thing of like, you know, is it more about what you're like or is it more about what you like? you know what you are like like. or what you know and like she leverages taste so much oh my god yeah to be with people and to ingratiate herself that's so true like when she's talking about the cindy sherman painting with that socialite woman and she just likes this really shitty art and anna's just like you have bad taste yeah (laughs) Yeah. weaponizing taste isn't mirroring and she she felt really bad yes but it made her feel like oh you're one of us because you're almost you're better than me in a way so you can fit in and then that woman had the nerve to tell her that earning money is better than uh like inheriting it and i was like fuck you lady like (laughs) yeah well the art world stuff is really fascinating that is like such a hub of these types of of personalities right of like yes like just really not understanding where somebody's company coming from um class wise at all and that like yeah. being so much a part of the point um i did think that was interesting i i kind of wanted more of that with it it felt it felt really unfocused you know it was unfocused thing to say is art but. 
I think that people have said that like art is, is that a hustle now? Because people just say that it's an investment for the rich. Nobody gives a fucking shit yeah, about it's art. It's that. just something to sink your money into. So it's just a scam, and uh, that's kind of that's that's a little bit sad. And anyone who wants to be an artist, you have to come from a certain class to be an artist. Yeah, uh, to go to art school and to make it to have an internship where you don't have to pay any rent. Uh, and to make the kind of art that will appeal to a certain class of people. And to like, you can't just be an artist from a poor family. You're going to need a patron. Anna needed like a patron. A real, there's like a really, there's a philanthropy kind of hustle too, right? Where like rich people love nothing more than discovering an artist who's like, yeah, Basquiat. Uh, poor, yeah. right? Exactly. Like living on the street or something like that to suddenly. Nothing right. makes them feel better about themselves. But that's than the, where it discovering comes. Discovering someone in it, that way. That's like the authenticity piece. Like mm-hmm. rich people are often, you know, they they're you're not authentic. You don't have any. Um, you we need someone to tell us what taste is. Like Anna, right. we need someone to tell us what's cool. Especially if you're from like a different race or ethnicity or a different culture. Do you think that's part of Anna's charm is that she's not American and that yeah, she does talk like that? Like, <laughs> that, like that's her other uh, – the thing that adds to her white lady minority status is mm-hmm. they keep calling her an immigrant. And you're like, yes. Okay, yes. I guess technically, but this is not the sort of like beleaguered <laughs> immigrant – story that we and she was actually detained on. by ice yeah know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and refused, yeah. And which like blew my leave. mind i was like what <laughs> i read in the follow-up that when they were supposed to deport her back to germany she refused to leave the ice detention center. yeah she doesn't want to go back to germany because she said i would like, be nothing in germany and i'm someone in america but it even sounds if- like she like it sounds like the courtroom stuff where it's like I wonder if she just like didn't have the right clothes for the plane and was and like, she just didn't want to be seen. The detention facility. She didn't want to be seen. Yeah, she. I don't know. What do you guys <laughs> think of the courtroom part of it and that framing device? I thought it was the wrong move, and I thought it was awful. I There's don't care so about. I don't care about Vivian and her Ugh. like be, like her nurse. Like I feel like this yeah. could have been like a tight five episode show, mm, right. and they padded it out with like. Yeah. All of this bullshit about Todd and his, is that his name? The lawyer and his wife yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. Vivian and her husband. And it's like, God, all we don't care. Vivian and her husband of just like, and if you get in my way, I'll smother you in your sleep. It's like, yes, girl, lean in, <laughs> slay. You're just like. It's awful. Me. It's so like, boring. The men, there's so many wife guys in this yeah. movie or in the show too. Yeah. And like, you don't have any yeah. personality other than. Just being good like, guy, husband, TM. Such a good guy, it's right? Like, wow, like, he knows how to crack her too. Awful. I know that her husband, like Vivian's that. husband, where she's like, I'm. So-, he's like, you never have to say you're sorry. It's. I'm like, like what? What? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, you do. Like, That's aren't why y'all she married? In transactional relationships. Because exactly that like weird Stepford husband. Because she's yeah. married to like a worm. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do love that actor. I think uh I love workaholics. Do you like yeah. workaholics? workaholics? Me too. Is, That's like my depression like, show, like when I, I feel really that. bad. I like the Mini Project. It's hmm? broy, 
but I don't I don't understand I'm not the demographic for that show and yet I love it but politically it's 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 not like right on but it holds up way better than you would think I just watch like I rewatch it every now and again it's like again it's my depression show and Mm -hmm. I really really like it it's It's dumb and referring it's to good funny. things as tight butthole and bad things as loose butthole is pretty oh, wow. I love that they, it's a show about friends. Like, and they, <laughs> he's like, you've got a really good dick. That's a really nice compliment to give to your friend. I have never seen the show, and the details I'm getting are wild. <laughs> they okay. love each other. It's There's fun. an episode where they have a friend anniversary. And it's just like it's it's you know what I like? I think I watch it as a depressing show because it's not about romantic love like at all. It's about mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. And that's so rare. That's so Jasmine, rare. Jasmine, our twenty fifth friend anniversary is coming up. Is it? Yeah. I should Oh my Remember? god, I'm not the I'm not the Anders husband character because I don't know when the anniversary is. <laughs> god. I'm like, what day is today? <laughs> Oh my god! Am I forgetting something? Uh oh! I'll remind you. Okay, I feel now. See, you're doing emotional labor, and that's like, uh, do you do like? <sighs> okay, can I it's say okay. it's okay, Jasmine? Oh, can I interrupt okay. the friend love to yes. say you're part of the friend love, Dave? Like, that's what do you right. Mean? We're all writer. Yeah, dies. we have. And I want to. Okay, friends. can I ask you later, like, which workaholics character you are? Okay. Later. Yes, yes, okay, totally. thank you. Um, the, <laughs> the, so the courtroom drama, I started mm-hmm. to like, I it started to create two lists. Of okay. Like, of like, because this is so focused on, um, on uh, the theme of the season mm-hmm. of heroes and villains versus the theme <laughs> of the show. This, okay. This okay. specific uh, entry. And it's been interesting to track like when a thing is more genre fucked versus like hero and archetype villain fucked. coded mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and but like okay. but i started to be like okay what are the genres this is playing with and what are this is the first episode oh, i've come yeah. up with like i think i have like almost a dozen potential genre reveals but so like the genres i i found i was like okay so it is a courtroom drama yes mm-hmm. it's a there's a whole especially i mean netflix almost as a genre uh, subgenre of which is like the scammer true crime mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. whether it's a documentary or fiction. Uh, there's like fish out of water story at the beginning. It's like true. a society story. Uh, it's like a biopic. And it's also like a Shonda pulp drama. And so mm-hmm. maybe we can talk about Shonda a little bit and like what makes her like, why is because I liked Grey's Anatomy. I find Grey's Anatomy compelling. I like a hospital drama. That's what I like. I don't like Chicago drama. I don't don't like blood. I don't like like, um, fluids in my shows. I don't don't like things like that either, but I like like the way they're comforting to me. I've been watching Chicago Med. See, I like lawyers. I like lawyers, as Jasmine knows. I'll watch anything horrible with lawyers that are – or politicians – like Law and Order OG, like the no, like, I I'm I'm over. I I'll never watch a Law and Order again. It's just I, I can't do it. Not SVU, like uh, the uh, no, none of them. I, I don't want to watch any of them. No, but, no, 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 no. I'm in an. In episode which ones? Of Chicago Med. 
You are? You're in yeah. a Chicago Med? Which yeah. one are you in? I I gotta look up the season. Oh my god! What's wrong with you in it? Do you I die? A, are you? Do you come into the emergency room and are you like... <laughs> I come into the emergency room. Yes. Uh, I am... Oh, I can't wait. Oh my I god. I'll watch I am a that. homeless uh, like alcoholic who oh. they don't know how to treat... The, the, or or doesn't have any insur- an insured guy. Episode are you in? Maybe I've seen it. Yeah, because I watch you know it Barry, before bed. Do you know Barry? The um, you're such a sick freak. I'm scheduled. <laughs> I'm listed as Barry Gurney guy. Is the name Barry's of Barry Gurney? Um, Jasmine, yeah. have you seen that episode? I don't know. Okay, which season is it though? Because I'm working my way I'm like through it. it. I'm it's so excited! In, like, okay, <laughs> it's in season three, episode. Mm-hmm. I feel six, like okay. ties that bind. It's Barry's gurney guy. I they bring him in, and and uh, Barry, who's a really cool uh, Chicago actor, I forget his name, but he's he was like my buddy the day that I was there, and Aww. and he brings me in. I'm like <laughs> unconscious. And I don't have insurance. That's pretty and easy acting. Y- okay, well, relax. <laughs> and uh, they uh, and they're trying to figure out whether they should treat me or how they should pay for the treatment. Uh, and I'm literally in 15 seconds. So you get this 15 is seconds so of me going like, and so good, holding my head and being like, ah, ah. And you, like you would have to like pay attention to it. I'm so always well. I'm not always paying attention because I'm watching it before bed. I, I watch that or I watch I Rosemary it. and Time on BritBox. Oh my god, girl! <laughs> oh, BritBox, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> but Shonda, okay, it's wait. Were you gonna go? go? What have we seen that Shonda? Because I think that she scratches all the itch. Like so, for instance, I will watch Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, but I will not watch Grey's Anatomy or Private Practice or Bridgerton. What's Private Practice? That was the sequel to or spin-off to Grey's Anatomy. So it's a it's a hospital drama. Mm, yeah, kind of. It's Except like a, they're it's a in private, private practice. practice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will never watch Bridgerton name? either. I've never seen literally Grey's Anatomy is the only one that I've seen. And inventing Anna. And then it's got like Tay Diggs and some you know eye candy mm-hmm. added mm-hmm. to the private practice one. Oh, He's like yeah. the McDreamy of that. I don't think I'd like private practice. I like I like Chicago Med because it's it always starts off when they're bursting through some blood mm-hmm. is like spurt like yeah. they have to put like I like that you like blood you, you have like to put that. your hand on someone's heart to stop it from yes, like yes. you like someone's ER throwing too, up sure. yes right? yes yeah, I do someone's throwing up see I guess yeah. these aren't that. Shonda we got to talk about Shonda. okay Shonda okay but Shonda's. what do you think makes a Shonda Shonda I think it has to do with um, cause to, to me, it is like, it is our era, our generation mm-hmm. of pulp and it oh, is, yes, it, yes. it's very much about, and, and, and you know, what makes it our era is it is self-consciously mm-hmm. about these very basic structures. It's like, mm-hmm. here are the archetypes. Yes. Here are yeah. the characters. Hospital. Lawyer. And we're yeah. just going to be, we're going to be a little winking, but we're mm-hmm. also going to make these characters and these storylines like a little ridiculous and yes. a little, and so compelling that you're like, God 
damn it, like I do kind of yeah. like they're camp. There is a know? campiness yeah. to yeah. it. They're, yeah, they are campy. They are. Yeah, campy. yeah. Scandal. Okay, that's the, yeah. I did watch all of Scandal and all of How to Get Away with Murder. There's a lot of monologuing. Mm-hmm. Scandal is especially like it's just that it's just it's just fucking Olivia Pope giving these long you know Carrie Washington giving these long things about like you know like you cannot control me I control the narrative not <laughs> you like that like that kind of thing compelling. you know it was like what were you talking about like it, none of these things are these you're are saying words, they're but like, speeches you're, there's there, a speechiness to it there's definitely and you yeah, have to hammer it's on the nose you have to hammer it home in case it's always for like, the people uh, in the back yeah, I'm it's like go Aaron Sorkin-y like, but taking it yeah, so yeah. serious yes it is it's like Aaron's that, yeah. it's it for but it's for babies <laughs> yeah but in but a way babies, it's like yeah because Aaron Sorkin is like his shit is like dumb guy who thinks he's smarter than he yes. is yes and Sean does right. like Shonda's like the popular girl at school who you talk to and you're like, oh, you're not like a genius, but you are like actually more interesting than I. Uh, I'm trying to find the line credit for. where there's mm-hmm. the speech. The two lawyers are talking and it's like mm-hmm. this impossible. She's like, uh, she's everything that's wrong with America and she's not even American. And he's yeah. like, no one's ever going to convict her. She's Robin Hood. She's a fucking hero. And it's like, yeah. in case you didn't understand, <laughs> here's right. what the show is about. And I think right. that's a Shondaism. That's a Shonda move. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Totally. And they're yeah. walking and talking because they're in Central Park, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to talk about, okay, in terms of this is a journalistic thing, because that's, that's the thing I'm, I like. I like a journalist thing. I like a legal drama. Either either of those threads would have been fine for me. But the office, like among the journalists, like all of these Scriberia, they they're gonna help her out, like with everything. Like, no, like, they don't have their own stories that they're working on. Like, but that's part of like so the workplace. <laughs> but it's like also yeah. like to think yeah. about like the the question of like transactional relationships and the show and things like that. Like. She takes, 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 takes from all these like mm-hmm. helpful elders. And, like, I love that never helpful even, like, elders. Ask, yeah, she, like, like, ask oh, how they're doing no. or anything like that. You know what I mean? She's a fucking scam artist. That's what she is. She is. They're bringing her lead after lead, and she's just eating it yeah. up. She's they a bad journalist. <laughs> that old man did all that Instagram research for I her. I know. He's and like, he's, look at all these Instagram things I found out. You know, I do have to say, synced up. You know, Jeff Perry. wow, that is Jeff Perry. Jeff That's Perry. the actor's name. Yes, I love who him. Is a Steppenwolf guy who is okay. Hope, our my partner, <gasps> previous guest, studied with him in LA. <gasps> So oh, we have a lot him. of love for Jeff Perry whenever he. Well, he's a lo- like he's a helpful elder, and we love him. We love. Yeah. I thought that was like the most he's adorable part scandal, of the show. That's he a plays this guy Cyrus. He's, he's actually like, a good fucking actor, and he's actually he's really good. He is actually good. There's he had two nothing of, to do in this though. No. Yes, he had nothing to do with it, but that's why he gets to be actually good. Because there's two mm-hmm. of the three elder journalists I think are good. It's Jeff <laughs> the Perry, elder, the woman, and it's the woman. And the other guy. What's her name again? Kyle I don't actually know. met her. I'm not sure. Uh, what is it? It's Anna Devere Smith, I guess. Is that her name? Uh, yeah, but she's great. But she's great. 
But the other guy, the other, uh, I think, is it? He might play Barry. Terry Kinney, maybe is his name. But he's like, he's got like maybe the, the necklace. That guy. Yeah, he's he's actually a Steppenwolf guy yeah. too, apparently. Oh. But he his character is so much clownier. He's like, mm-hmm. he says, like, you're about to have a human pop out of your hoochie. I'm like, That's I didn't not a like that person. line, and no it wasn't funny. That. But I did like it's when they like said, dumb. "What's a Yeezy?" That was so cute. Sure, What's a Yeezy? Sure, sure but like, <laughs> a lot of his lines are the same. <laughs> and so, it was cute. Jeff Perry and uh, Anna Devi. I don't know how you say her last name, but okay. Anna, like Maude, is the character's name. They are okay. both like Anna Devere Smith. Yeah, they're not they're not like given too much to do. And that's why they're able to like make those characters feel lived in because they're just like actually super legit. Actors. But isn't that part of the Shondaism? Like yes. this you have yes. to have this group of workplace friends. That's not how right. it would happen in a real office. Right. That would be ridiculous. Right. Right. But you have mm-hmm. they're a little bit of comic relief because, you know. And they're fun. They're fun friends. Like, you called them helpful elders, which I'll never forget. I think I that's a trope that I really like. Like, in any show, like, where a yeah. younger person befriends, like, a helpful elders. elder. Oh, I'm going to cry. I love it. <laughs> I did like the scene where they all went into the ladies' room. And they're talking in the ladies' room. It's so good. Yeah. And, but she is using them. <laughs> She is. She's using them. And how come that never gets addressed? Well, because they're, they're just helpful they're like, friends. I'll just give you whatever you want. And- but it's the same trope as like a gay best friend in like another movie. Yeah. They right, have no right. needs of their own. They have, they no, have no needs. They're just here for you. Or like, no a, or like a fun, like a black friend who's yeah, just like, let me tell you something. And it's the, the old friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the old helpful friend. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes the friend is old and black, like Bagger Vance. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they are gay sometimes they can use any combination but they any have no agency they have no family they have nothing yeah, yeah they're just right. they're here for you they want to make they're you just laugh stay on those margins it's fine. yes they're just always at the there. office they never need to go home they're here mm-hmm, to work on your mm-hmm. story <laughs> yeah yeah speaking <laughs> of bodily needs how does your um your thing with needing to see eating and sleeping factor in here madam what do you I mean, you have a thing fine. about needing to see eating and sleeping it's very genre specific like i like when we were watching the hunger games that seemed especially relevant but it's like also a problem i have with just a basic, well, the eating like, yeah yeah exactly because it's the hunger games you need to be hungry but then if we're to watch like say i mean star wars is a classic example it's like i don't think you know there, there's like a couple of scenes of eating through the whole like how many hours of, of star wars has there been and how many meals are represented it's like it's really bad and is yeah. there a bathroom <laughs> On the Millennium Falcon. Like, I want to know how they go to the bathroom, and I want to know how they eat, and I want to know how they sleep. These are things I need from a cool And Anna does actually thing. eat a lot in this show. Like, and I yeah. think there's even parts and where she gets she's hungry. Like, cares less about drinking and cares more about mm-hmm. eating. And that is a. For me, that's kind of fascinating where it's like it feels like the higher class thing would be to have Meals. liquid lunches and to yeah, like, yeah. not eat that much. But but she is obsessed with the like sustenance and maybe that betrays. I think that, that it's just like a rich people thing. Like meals are longer. You know, mm-hmm. you sure, have several sure. courses and you can show off like 
oh, this is the hot new restaurant. A chef right. is yeah. a kind of celebrity now. Yeah. And so yeah. it's yeah. like, oh, we're eating yeah. it. This guy's whatever. And but you a can... lot of it isn't about like survival. No, it's a place right? to talk. So, and a meal takes like three that. or four hours, whereas a mm-hmm. drink maybe yeah. an hour. But this is whatever. a really like, it's a really genre specific thing. It's like, I really want to know about that in like adventure, <laughs> post-apocalyptic action films or things like where that. food is it. like a, a thing yeah. like could you're yeah if you're trying to survive but then in a star wars if it's science fiction i want to see them eat because they're going to be eating something gross like they're going to be stabbing yeah. like an alien like in the like in alien the, brain right. and it, it's going to go yeah. and there's going to be all this liquid or something or dude like i just saw terminator 2 for the first time and that was, was your awesome. first time yeah and what? it's awesome and oh. there's a scene where so you know good. where she gets she gets broken out of the the uh, asylum, right? Like they break mm-hmm. her out of the asylum, mm-hmm. and it's the only I think the only scene of eating. But you see her eat this like McDonald's hamburger or something like that, and she's so ravenous. And it just it's you don't need to go into detail or anything like that, but it adds so much texture and yeah. like um, it feels yeah, it feels more visceral, right? And that's what you want when you're. When you're watching something like where that, you're like being chased or things like that, you want to feel like that that human connection with the with the character. I think right? that's where you're true. wondering, like, have they had? Do they have access to water? How are they hydrating? Like, she really needs to go to sleep, right? She's exhausted, but like, she can't go to sleep because she doesn't trust the Terminator and like whether or not he's guarding them. You know what I mean? Like, these are and you feel her exhaustion. I think you I just should love it. pursue a career as a meal consultant on shows. And yeah, or I could just be a script consultant. It, but no. specifically regarding food. Food. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But, but I think like the best sci-fi thing? has that because exactly. we're looking into like the future and it's one no, of our basic I, needs like that has to change like are we eating in pouches or are we it getting It has to be about that. It has it's to be about that. But the best thing. sci-fi thinks about it. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't I considered it before we really became friends. But I think – so are you saying then with regards <laughs> this to – This is my thing. <laughs> with regards to sci-fi then, with yeah. with the absence of sci-fi here, is that like mm-hmm. it's – I mean we, we actually do – now I'm remembering like we actually do see a lot of meals. But even if we didn't, this is closer to our world. So you have less questions about how those functions work. Yeah, and it's like it's not a part of the plot in the same way. Like, like Terminator, the mm-hmm, Terminator mm-hmm. is just like they're being chased, right? You whereas know? the they're having to move from. totally. Yeah, whereas aren't they hungry? Like, how are think, they going to find food and water in the next place? Like, you know, yeah, how are they're they surviving. Survive, you know, but it is part of the plot in this show because what do rich people yeah. do all day? They eat and drink all day and hang out yeah. all day. They don't work. And so they eat and drink all day or they go to the hot new restaurant in town and they go to be seen and they go to be photographed and mm-hmm. they go to see each other. It's like a restaurant. It's a clubhouse. And so yeah. there is, there's more eating probably in Inventing Anna than in any other show where people – because it's not very like fun to watch people eating like Domino's pizzas. Like, <laughs> like It's they, part of the spectacle, right? Exactly. Like, She throws a birthday party specifically that's like a it's a meal. And she could do anything with money. Why not have it like I don't know, you could have any kind of party you want, but it's gonna be a meal. 
Um, so I wanted to mention this at some point, but Jasmine hasn't seen the curse. I really need you to see the curse, mm. and I'll share my Paramount Plus password with you, Jasmine. I have Paramount Plus, okay. I, and I love Nathan Fielder. I just have not. It's um, pretty amazing. It. Also, as a New Mexico gal, because it's set in Española. Oh, and it's okay. Like, she is the uh, Emma Stone plays the daughter of these like slum lords in Española in the you know that area that region like out to Abiquiu and stuff like that like they own tons of proper rental properties but she um wants to become like a gentrifier herself she has these like eco houses like this mm. very like false utopian kind of like Silicon Valley like vision of how she's going to change Española mm-hmm. um but a big part of it is that she um everyone knows that she's the daughter of these slumlords and she's kind of trying to figure out like how to be that but like ethically right and it's like <laughs> super interesting as like a countertext to inventing anna i think um yeah the other thing i wanted to talk about though is saltburn which i know dave hasn't seen Oh, but God. Jasmine, you have. I did, that, Dave. You, sh- I don't know if I could recommend. It's not a recommendable text. But it's like burn. no, dude. It's like Teorema, but worse. But and I love Teorema. Or like talented Mr. Ripley, but dumb. It, it's it's like the talented Mr. Ripley. But I did one of the things I felt was weirdest about Saltburn was it is a very he's he's a trickster, right? He's tricking this family. Has he has like a kind of story about like his upbringing that turns out mm, to be a lie yes. and all these things. Yes, um, he's actually just like basic and and middle class. And um, it's weird how he wants to make himself more. She's lying about being rich, but he's lying about being like very being very poor. poor which even is though more he's like just kind of middle class. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But it's more like the, I I find him to be a more familiar character, like in everyday life right like um, yeah okay but yes. in the end of saltburn so like he's worked his way through the family and essentially like killed everyone in the family okay it's so dumb. um and he finally at the end inherits this estate the saltburn estate and like dance the only great scene in the movie i think is that one where he's like dancing i don't to understand I, like, it's, mm, you don't like that last scene jasmine <sighs> The, I don't the like the last penis. <laughs> <laughs> He's completely naked. Like I said, sometimes the grinding is man. the grift. <laughs> 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 Anyways, I like that scene, but I also like. You didn't like it when know. he fucked the grave? What do you mean? That's yeah, the that best scene. Fine. I, I don't need too. to see someone but. fuck a grave. Oh, I don't need to hear about your drinking bathwater. <laughs> God, it's so dumb. <laughs> I but just everything I sounds so edgelordy about it. About it. it is thank you, thank you. It's edgelordy and stupid. And, and everyone who's like, like, this is the craziest movie I've ever seen. I'm like, haven't you ever seen a movie? Like, what are you talking right, about? Right, right. But what I'm fascinated about with Saltburn is the way that it's kind of similar to Anna Delvey, where I have I have some friends who are like, oh, weird. In the end, he's the villain, and we're supposed to somehow like feel sorry for all these no. rich people who he kills. And then there's other people who are like, "Awesome, eat the rich, kill them, fuck their graves, inherit the estate." 
I don't think it's either of those. No, it's, it's not. it's pulling you in either of those directions in a way that I think is like, it's pretty similar to Annadelle. Like, she's a very divisive character. And I have a lot of friends who are like, think that she's a, she's a kind of icon of like the post-Occupy moment, you know, like, because she was scamming the banks. And but are those like, people like you know? 20 years old? No. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No, like- and I actually, I'm going to bring this up too. I have some sex worker friends who think she's amazing and I kind of get what they're saying like well what's their argument the way in which like um I think it's just a relatable um like there are ways in which she's doing a kind of without having sex right like Mm -hmm. she's providing like the girlfriend experience or something like that she understands that but that's just part of she's an escort or something like that right and like I think that that's kind of interesting. Yeah, like the Chase thing. One of the best things about her, though, is when Chase asked for the invest. Do you think she was in love with Chase? Because I don't know. No. She was in the girlfriend experience. That's what I'm saying. But he couldn't do anything for her, though. I get, like, and not in the end. That's why she dropped him. But I guess that's part of it. He gave her access to. True. Okay. I I, yeah. the, the, I would say instead of the girlfriend experience, she's giving people the founder experience. Like that's mm, the story. Yeah. Like founder mm-hmm. disruptor are these words used oh, around disruptor. her. <laughs> and she's like giving people like, ooh, we love a disruptor, you know? And it's right. just like, this is who she, did you know she has a, like the actual Anna Delvey has a, had, it was like five episodes, had a podcast. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Dude, that she, she shouldn't do things like that from no. from her own uh, house arrest in in a West Village apartment. Oh, wow, dude! As a as a comedy person, get mm-hmm. her first get her first guest, Whitney Cummings. What? Okay. See, that also makes wow. sense to me. So Whitney Cummings has that like work it girl like yes, yes, you know energy and i do kind of get the appeal i mean if we're if we're being like totally nihilistic and we're like yes we're living in a world of pure transaction Mm -hmm. and it is a war of all against all then like not why not root for an (laughs) adult she's like an amazing underdog sure if you're gonna be a cynic that if you're gonna be a cynic then you can Root yes. for her, but she's not actually. That's that's why it's such she's a not a good comrade though. Liberal story, <laughs> no, because she's right. yeah. It's not revolutionary. It's like the no. the most you can hope for is to get it yourself. It's it yeah. sucks, dude. It, well, that's yeah. where a lot of like feminism ends. Like you yeah. can buy what you want now. You win. Right. <laughs> like yeah. um, you can live where you want. You win, but you don't give a shit about anyone else and. That's kind of like, it's what you said like pretty early on where Dave, where you said it doesn't go far enough. And that's the same thing with Saltburn. It, it's like, oh, it's about class. And it it's doesn't like, go far enough. But it's, enough. it doesn't yeah. go far enough. Cause like at the end of the day, oh, you get to live in, a, in the Saltburn mansion. Wow. Let everyone stand up and clap. Who gives a fuck? Like, that's what my friend Phil said. He, I guess in the first day of class, he was like, what's a movie that you recommend that you watch? And one of the students in his class was like, Saltburn. And he said, it doesn't go far enough. And the student went like, 
what more do you want, Phil? <laughs> and he was like, I couldn't say anything because it would be inappropriate. <laughs> but there's like a long list of things that that movie could have done and to go further. But maybe it's a good primer, though. Maybe it's a good primer. Like Barbie right. is a good primer. You know, it's like it's a, it helps you to start yeah. thinking about these things. And you mm-hmm. go, oh, okay. And then I'm like, here are 10 more movies. Like if you're interested in this, now that the light bulb is on, like you can... I think Saltburn has a great premise and and that's even worse about it. It's like when something has such a good story that could be that has so much potential to watch that fail is is much more painful to me than you know but if almost I, any kind of movie. If I was 17 or 18 and I hadn't seen a lot of movies you and I hadn't loved been, that. Yeah, and I hadn't and I yeah. hadn't read about you know, I was I was still like getting into like what does it mean class capitalism is it then i might be okay with it (laughs) oh my god jasmine i just thought about sex and lucia oh my god (gasps) oh the penis (laughs) the muddy penis and it's like rising like a yeah like a zombie from the grave (laughs) for my 17th birthday we saw all these like inappropriate movies because we could finally get in and that was that like shot i don't remember anything else about sex and lucia she was on a motorcycle for a lot of it wasn't she She's like laying. Is that this guy else? is in the mud, like hiding in the mud, kind of like Peto when he's a rock. <laughs> uh, but then that's a see- really funny comparison. <laughs> what if that happened in the Hunger Games? <laughs> and that's how they found him, and that's why they killed him. <laughs> he was hiding perfectly, and they just see this like. <laughs> He gets a boner. And then Um, they shoot him with an arrow. (laughs) Jasmine, do you think it would have been better if they ate PETA? What are you supposed to what? The love like, story? Like they're so hungry. Like don't you I always prefer cannibalism? cannibalism to love. Like I always <laughs> Well, those aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> no, wasn't there a show with little Timmy Chalamet about that where they're like cannibals cannibals in love? And they oh, are they cannibals? Was that, was that the, the Bones and All movie? Is that, is that what it's called? Um, I don't They're know. like on a road trip that. of cannibalism and like doing I just it. thought you were talking about that one where he has sex with the peach that I didn't see. But what? Oh co-starring a cannibal. <laughs> yeah. You said starring Army a cannibal. Army Hammer. Oh, actually starring a cannibal, like not a character. Army, well, a he, he's not. We don't know if he's actually cannibalized, I, but he has cannibalistic about- impulses. Right. That's his kink, is cannibalism. <laughs> you said starring a cannibal. It, like, you know, you're watching, like, it's, like, starring, you know, so, like, a cannibal. And it's just, like, a, like, a. Okay, which, to be honest, the things I know about the Army Hammer story, he, the important parts are that he's, like, fucking abusive and manipulative and, like, yeah. a horrible guy. But I did recently watch Crimes of the Future that Cronenberg movie. <laughs> yes, and go I'm on. Like, okay. I'm like, I don't hate this as a kink. I don't, I, this, this cannibalism, like, like, cannibalism, surgery. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't not doing it for me. So you love Crash? Then you're really into I Crash. I've seen Crash. I need to see Crash. You seem like the. Um, I've never said yeah, this to anyone, it. but you seem I like the prime audience cop. for Crash. Do you fuck a <laughs> in Crash? 
<laughs> Why are we talking so much about salt burn? We need to I be talking know. about I meat. I hate salt burn. Well, because it's about like rich, bored people and the people that yeah. they eat. <laughs> but same with, okay, same director did mm-hmm. Promising Young Woman, right? Yes. Mm. And so Promising Young Woman ending with her calling the fucking police. You're like, I know. oh, this thing where it's like, go hard, like take down And men. she has and then to the die. End, I don't, yeah, I forgot about that part. But like, she has yeah, to that die. She like, that, that it's a reaffirmation of the fucking police I know. state is so See, that's the thing. Horrific. She fumbles. Emerald Fennel comes up with or she happens upon like the best ideas for a movie. I was and loving then she it. She fucks them up. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's not just a third act problem. It's like a comprehensive political. It's problem. a failure of imagination problem. Well, but like, that's with inventing Anna too. That's what happens yeah, with inventing Anna. I. But I, do we expect it to have good politics? Because it's no, a Shonda. No, 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 no. Right. I, didn't, I think that. But Sean, knowing that it's a Shonda verse. Moot or show was like, yeah, this is gonna be basic bitch coffee, basic book totally politics. You know, I recently yeah. watched the yeah. firm. Have it's you not gonna yes. try to do anything? I fucking love the firm. <laughs> yeah, I rewatched it recently. Too. I but but the oh, firm did you not is like, like no, I love I, I John was, Grisham. What do I you thought mean? It was <laughs> fine, but but okay. I I thought it like sagged toward the end. But at the end, okay. he's like, it's. The thing that saves it all mm. is like his belief in the law. He's able yeah, to find yeah, a way to dumb. take the firm down without breaking his oath as a lawyer. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm so much integrity. Yeah, and it's like I I'm it's just like, oh, this thing cares so much about the law. Like, dude, stop being such a dork for the law. You know I what know. I mean? Like that's You don't believe that? Anna. Like if we just believe in the system, like <laughs> that's we what will. inventing Anna does. Inventing <laughs> Anna is you like don't, But I'm I don't you don't believe that? If we like she believes in capitalism, look what happened. She goes to fucking prison. <laughs> <laughs> inventing Anna is like a building, is like a new office building that intentionally incorporates graffiti into the design. Style. Yeah. Yes, it's like totally. funny you mention that because one of the people that's mentioned in the show is the WeWork guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Also, how like, much they talk about Calatrava, like whatever is yes. who is like Fire is, is that the fir- the right first name? But there is an architect who's a Calatrava. Hmm. Did you guys see the WeWork um, show? Yeah. No. With you did? Uh, no. I forget if I saw Leto. the show. No, I didn't. Ew, see the- Jared Leto. Yeah, what? I watched it. I saw the how. How did you watch it on the treadmill? <laughs> it's the best kind of show to watch on a treadmill. Where you're just like, "What am I doing? This is so terrible." No, but that's an interesting um, uh, the cousin to this show or mm-hmm. something like that. I would yeah. say, um, but it is it is very clearly like this guy is horrible. He is a master villain of our time, right? <laughs> and I do, I do find that interesting about Anna is like, you really can't slot her into these things so easily. Um, well, in the she show, like itself, seeps out of the. Why do you right? think that though? Do you just like her more as a? Because the scam is the I, same. I'm just even talking about just how these narratives work, right? Mm, okay, like, okay. You know what yeah. I mean? 
it does it is kind of what it does pull off is the fact that you can watch the whole thing and think she's a hero you can watch the whole thing and think she's a villain and it doesn't really matter no you know what i mean well and and she goes to jail which is not usually a part of these that is so true yeah Think about Chase. Like, he is also a scammer. And he uh, he fails. Isn't he, like, he's working in, like, Saudi Arabia or something? He's now like very Dubai rich. For the shade. Yeah. He does TED Talks, and he uses the word subconscious in oh his TED Talks. I, Dude, that is the they must have had funniest so part of the show to me. Coming up with that business. That, it was like, wake. <laughs> yeah. They're totally, like, that was totally, like, a I thing of, it. like, how ridiculous can we make this? He yeah. was uh, so yeah. unlikable that it was hilarious. <laughs> and he was just a douchebag of the highest order, and I enjoyed it very much. I don't know. I don't- Did you guys feel like it was easy to come up with a genre for this, uh, for this, this show? I, I think, similarly, I wrote down, like, ten... Plus yeah. things and erase them. I couldn't. I couldn't put my finger on it. I, no. I don't before think it's... we, I, I'm ready to. I'm almost ready to jump to okay. the reveal as well. But before we do that, one mm-hmm. other thing I want to say is like the obsession with the idea of being a good person that every mm-hmm. character has. I just find really <laughs> interesting. interesting in the context of the hero villain stuff. Like mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because what's his name? The photographer is like. Rachel is a good person or like Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. like Casey telling Rachel, like, you're a good person or like Neff telling Vivian, Anna is a good person. It's just like, why does it matter so much about people (laughs) clinging to the idea of a good of being a good person? And and even and Anna Delvey's like podcast in real life is like. We're going to go, like, beyond good and evil, basically. I like that. Maybe that's why she's so compelling, because she never says she's a good person. She, The things she says about herself are, I want to be famous. I don't want to, I don't want people to think of me as stupid. Mm -hmm. I'm a hard Mm -hmm. worker. I Mm recognize, she never says she's a good person. She doesn't. That she's not interested in that. She doesn't believe in good people. No. And I think that's shorthand. And those aspects of her are, are also the uncomplicated things where it's like okay mm-hmm. whether whatever her class background is whether she went here or this whether she has this money or not we do mm-hmm. believe she wants to be famous we do believe she, she says she wants to be famous so course. it's like that's why it is yeah. kind of understandable i'm like yeah she's just she just wants to be famous maybe you know? that's what yeah. yes and her this mystique is kind of like maybe there's it makes people more interested in it draws people to her but maybe once they get close there's really nothing underneath it's kind of like the mystique mm-hmm. that like beyonce has where people mm-hmm. are like oh my god like she's there must be something so complex there and i have a suspicion that she's just really fucking good at what she does but she's mm-hmm. not like this visionary like she's really fucking good but she's not she just doesn't like to give interviews and she's private and that's about it like mm-hmm. i don't know um but I, I like what you're saying about the good person. I think that's shorthand for um, what we were talking about earlier. I, my relationships are not transactional. I'm not a taker. I give mm-hmm. without wanting anything back. And mm-hmm. I think that someone who doesn't say I'm a good person is someone like, yeah, I take. And Anna says that all that she owns that. She's like, yeah, I'm taking. I'm a taker. And you're not mm-hmm. allowed to say that, like, even if, especially as a woman, because women are supposed to be selfless givers, 
mm-hmm. feeding, like giving of their time, of their money, whatever. And Anna's like, they're supposed to be chill with just getting totally drained by everyone. Exactly. Else. And Anna's yeah. like, I'm yeah. a fucking taker, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's how it is. And she also, yeah, women, that's what's threatening episode. about her. Mm-hmm. She's a taker. She's an unapologetic taker, and she's n- and all of these other people that are like, I'm a good person. They're really affirming that, like, no, I wasn't just taking. I was really her friend. You could still be her friend and want to get a free dinner. Just admit that. <laughs> like, I don't I know. I think on that note, we should we should move to the genre reveal. Okay, let's do okay. it. I want to hear your ten, Madeline. Yeah, are we are we going to no, list I erased all a bunch of them? <laughs> oh, no. I think okay. Madeline, you and I both at one point, because uh, I made I made that I really was like I I tried to skip down. To the bottom of because it's called genre reveal. Like I'm supposed to reveal. I know, it to you. I know, I know. And peeking. I and I really was uh, like, it's it's not fair know, of me to do this. Like one of those doctors. <laughs> like one of those doctors. What do you mean? You know the doctors. They know the genre or they know the the gender before. Yeah. You know the parents do and. Right. So so I it's but I gender. did. I thought see you were going to say disease. We it's both a genitalia had, reveal, but we both had yeah. genres <laughs> that use the word girl boss. I know one girl of mine was. Um, she's not a. Not yet a girl. She's not a girl. No, she's not a girl. Not yet a girl boss was one of mine. Yeah, like she's, the Britney Spears song. That's she's, good. Yes. I, okay. My but then girl I didn't boss want to have girl boss in it. My girl boss yeah. one was girl boss husk. Oh. Girl boss husk. Why a husk? Because there's you know, is there anything there? Is it the appearance of girl bossness? It, you know, is the show itself a husk of like mm-hmm. what it's trying to be of girl boss okay. ideals? But I, I have one that I actually didn't think I actually thought of it over the course of this conversation yes. that I feel good about. So maybe I'll okay. so I'll just lead the way with that. Okay, do it. And we mm-hmm. can but I will also say one that I was I was kind of trying to like uh it, it so my one my attempt to impress Madeline. <laughs> is oh. a is a callback to your interview with the vampire uh, oh. genre, which is writers okay. pretending to be journalists, pretending to be celebrities. Oh, nice! And I will I also like say, Hope, previous guest of the show. Oh, yeah, hers is really good. Hers is amazing. Her genre is is it cake? Is it cake? Yes, <laughs> that's so good. It's incredible. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I texted me that last night, and I was like, "Oh, I can't think of anything." Better she than always that, thinks of good. Dude, remember her Thanks genres hope. for Hunger Games that were like roots and brand. It's like always these very evocative <laughs> images. But um, okay. my good. my inventing Anna genre that I will plant ten toes down and commit to is Wire Transfer. Wire Transfer. Because transfer. because transfer. who? Pays with wire transfer. It is. It is so odd. It's so really rich like, people. Strange, <laughs> and it and it is just like a a wire and and it's and in and in the show it's like always supposed to be coming but yes. never actually coming. And so like yeah. as, as a symbol, the wire like transfer is is the. Yes. inventing Anna genre for That's me good. in terms of what it does with story in terms of the weirdness of it in terms of the way mm-hmm. it sounds in Anna's accent wire transfer 
Yes. Mm -hmm. I think you can only do that if you're really rich because no one would believe me if I like had a $55 bill at a restaurant and I said, oh, there's going to be a a wire transfer from my father. People would be like, yeah, I'm going to call the police. Damn, this is a Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) This is a Wendy's. You have to have a lot of money and it has to be tied up in your trust fund, but it Mm -hmm. can't be like, oh, the way my checkings account is set up, I have to like move like money between the accounts. It just sounds like it's like rich person Venmo, basically. It's rich person Venmo. <laughs> That's pretty good. I yeah, like that. It is. I've only had to do a wire transfer a couple times, but it is really scary. Yeah. To do. Um, mm, why? I only had to do it for 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 like international. That's like, that's what Edin- it's that's yeah yeah Edinburgh for foreignness yeah, is why there's go. a wire transfer, and that's why people believe her because if you were right. like from L.A. and you're like. People are going to be like, no, like, debit. But she was well, from Germany. Well, what is scary about a wire transfer is that it could not get there. There's, why? like, the possibility. Because of the technology? Because or? there's scams and things like are the that. the wires like people, broken? I don't right. really understand it. The wire but fell into like, the ocean on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I remember each time I had to do it that we were like, that the person I was wiring it to had to, they were like, okay, I'm going to tell you when we get it. Wow. But it was like this thing where we were, like, holding our breath because it was like, a bunch of money, you know, that was like all of the money that my partner yeah. and I had saved. Like we transferred it. We did that twice. It's like a digital and carrier. It was pitch. terrifying. Were you delving? Was the money really being transferred? Yeah. <laughs> no, it showed up. Which one of us is most likely to be a del an Anna Delvey? A Delvey? Yeah. Oh, I'm a good person. <laughs> See, okay, no. I was gonna say it. I was gonna say it's Jasmine, and that confirmed it. Yeah, it's Jasmine because Jasmine can like Jasmine. Uh, oh, really? You never hung out with Jasmine in person, yeah. but the way the way that Jasmine dresses too is always like really sad when we go out together because I'm like I gotta like I gotta put on some like lip gloss or something because like my friend looks like so fucking beautiful and like your hair is always gorgeous and you always have like some amazing accessories or something like that you know like you're not like over that you always just wear black but like you have like it's very sweet you have style and then i'm always like your weird smelly friend who has like cat hair on their on their shirt (laughs) that's what i think that's always how i feel when i go out with you i'm like i'm with her i promise and then also there's like kind of a sense that like maybe i'm like you know, maybe I'm like your butch like girlfriend or something like that. Like that's, that's often. That's, I mean, especially when we were younger, that's what everybody thought was that me and Jasmine were. We're just together all the lesbians. time. I, I thought maybe it would be my ability to just like say things and I with would, like, a straight open the door face for you and things like that. I was like, let me pick that up for you, Jasmine. <laughs> I was like, you know, like I actually always do do that, huh? Like when we go out or like when you when you get your suitcase, I'm always like, let me pick that up for you. Well, all Girl, relationships like, are transactional, you. you know. Like I don't. <laughs> well, the I, 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 I think want. I can say the check is in the mail with like a straight. Like I could be like, no, the wire was on the way. Like I have an ability you could to do that. I yeah. feel like I I could. The acting is probably where I could be an animal. I'm more like that dude with the baseball cap at Freddy's. Like, I'm, I'm that's my <laughs> what? Guy. What guy with a baseball cap? The guy who left with hundreds of groceries, oh. hundreds of okay. dollars of groceries, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they like, because he's like, I'm gonna like fit in and I'm gonna wear this baseball cap and like no one's gonna notice me. 
and that's like that's the kind of scam. So you're I a am, scammer. Like, am I a grifter? What are you, of, Dave? I don't know what I am. Am I a hustler? I, Do I get to be a hustler? Are you a hustler? I don't know what I am. I'm or a are hustler, you a schemer? Hustler, you a, a hustler. Are you the <laughs> Whoa. <scheming>. Oh. <laughs> I got, yeah. I've been okay. having music run through my head. Also, as long as we're still not revealing your two genres, I just want to say, <laughs> did you notice in that uh, pills, the LA pills scene, the like pop <laughs> trap cover of that Lead Belly song that Nirvana Mm, made popular yeah, okay. in their unplugged the like where weird. did you sleep last night yeah, i was like yeah. this is one of the worst songs i've ever it's really but it, the show starts with meg the stallion so you know yeah. she's gonna be yeah, a bad and then there's bitch. no artist who hits <laughs> that height again it's all mid versions of meg the stallion song but you know it starts so good because you know that it's doing all this like yeah. editing where it's cutting between like insta photos yeah and it's just yeah, like definitely. meg the like, stallion scene, you're just like yes yeah. and like, she's just up, it's i think that's she, just one move it keeps being like ah but your house you bought a car I shit on your car, and your car lives in my house now, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you know, it's cr- like I don't know. That's like a conversation for another day because I love Meg the Stallion, and she is yeah. like co- constantly calling me poor, and I'm still like dancing to it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't care. I'll ne- like I don't know. It's it's a talk about lack of imagination, but uh, I love Meg. <laughs> no, okay, she's what's hot your and. Who? Me or either? Jasmine? Either. You can go, Madeline. Jasmine. I can go. Okay, okay go. Oh. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm opening the door for you because you're my lady. Mm. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Ladies first, Jasmine. Because you're my lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is it's like Michael Kors at TJ Maxx's. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Okay. Love it. Yes. Love it. Love it. Have you ever been to TJ Maxx? Like it always it's always Michael nice. Kors, right? right? But like there's like also like whatever, Isaac Mizrahi or whatever, these like designers, but designers mm-hmm. for basic bitches at Target. Right. Or yeah, TJ rich Maxx's. people don't wear labels like that. They're for no. poor people pretending to be rich because they're Exactly. But I felt like the TJ Maxx, which I call TJ Maxx's, because my grandma always does that. Like TJ Maxx's, like, Maxx's. It's like there's something about TJ Maxx fashion that's like everything's like asymmetrical, or there's like <laughs> oh, off the shoulder. <laughs> it's like a little bit off, and I felt like that's also kind of the aesthetic of the show, where it's like Ooh, okay, it's cut you know from the I mean? wrong cloth. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I love. So that. that's mine. That's great. All right, good. Mine is um, a CW Grisham crime drama. (gasps) A CW Grisham crime drama. And Jasmine, one of my genres from this season was called something CW scape. CW, it's a very specific I love you, right? It's a very, in that we were talking about the beginning, we are, and that was the very beginning (laughs) of the show, how it's edited and there's yes, Meg yes. the Stallion, and it's even yeah. like we didn't talk about this, but like the love scenes. Do all Shonda shows have like sex in them in some way? Like, because the only love scenes in this show are just like she's getting slammed against the wall. It's cutting, it's cutting, it's cutting. They're yeah. banging well, on the floor. I'm going to tell you something awkward. Anthony Edwards goes down on his wife, which is in the in the show. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. What after after oh, the oh yeah 
thought we did his daughter's inheritance. Yeah, right. Because he's invigorated by Anna. Right. And then he goes down on her, and I read the parents' guide to this, and it did (laughs) not mention that. And I. I saw that scene with my kid, and it was really funny. And what, what like, was their reaction? There's nothing like super graphic about yeah. it. No, but, like, it's like a cartoon. It's, like, it is like a cartoon scene, and and afterwards, Tuli and I just like looked at each other, and then we looked at Kyle, and uh, we we're like, we just started laughing really hard. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's not like, graphic. That was really it's, weird. It's I, bad. But it's like, what it's kind of parent would you be if you didn't have a weird? watching a sex scene with your kid moment in that's just life. the moment we're in yeah, right but yeah. it is kind of interesting like where it feels very pg-13 and then it's like it could just stay there right but then it has like these odd like spice like little spicy moments like that but mm-hmm. there's so few and far between and I, I i thought that that was part of a shonda verse thing you want it to be hot and heavy you want because people are yeah. watching it for romance and they want this this spicy book part of it they in this in anna i think there's a line where someone says like anna is completely uninterested in sex and i I don't know if that's true and if so like that's that's interesting like okay she's only using sex it's like you were pointing like it's like a that's part of the grift like i'll be blonde i'll give you the girl Mm -hmm. but she's not really interested in sex like for herself probably because i don't i mean that's like i think anna's probably a psychopath but and she's not she's not capable of emotional connection at all. But I don't know. But that is the CW of it for sure, right? Yeah, and it's, it's not like, a deep enough dive into her psychology. That's what I would have wanted to see. Is mm-hmm. and that's why I liked reading the Pressler story. I thought it was going to be, and that's why I love like Mindhunter because it's literally about crime and why people do crime. It's about psychology, and we don't get I any did of like that. Mindhunter. I love. It's like my favorite good. show. But you don't get any of that, like the forensic no. psychology of it all with Anna. It's just like people, I, that's what I wanted the most, and that's what's lacking. Two well, stars. That's what's lacking in her whole. Oh, story. two stars. Two stars. Yeah, I give let's it cu- two let's, and a half. Let's clear this out with oh, that's the worst thing you could ever, ever mm. rate something. I know. As I argued in Jennifer's body. Two stars? It's, it's a brutal thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I disagree a little bit, but I do agree with the like spirit of that. I, I do because I would mm-hmm. rather watch a two and a half star thing. Like th- this is rewatchable because of Julia Garner's performance. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. fun. It's fun. Yeah. And that's the yeah. Shonda. I'm gonna give it a three. I'm a gonna three. give it a three okay. and I'm gonna highlight her incredible performance. Fair. I think it's a I think it's a good performance. I don't think anyone else is very good in this, but no, but they don't not. really have much to work with. I think, I think in think terms of there there's the people who are just doing good acting because the writers didn't fuck with them and give them too much to fuck up, like Jeff Perry. Yeah. Then yeah. there are there, there's one person who's doing like classic Shondaverse acting, mm-hmm. which is Laverne Cox. Like yes. all, all yes. the all the like her being like, yes. you're a bad bitch. It's like yes. it's very you like, need to center yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's very like not mm-hmm. great acting, but definitely like gets what Shonda is and is yes. doing one hundred percent. And a then great Julia Garner is like is like perfected Shondaverse is like transcended Shondaverse, where it's like she's yes. doing yes. Shonda, but she's doing it like just cranked to fucking twelve, you know. Yes. Yeah, which is like what that's what Viola Davis does with 
with how to get away from, mm-hmm. get away with murder. And it's just like, how is she? Because like every episode, she's cranking out these like what would be Oscar winning performances, right, and right. you're just like, how is this just an ABC melodrama? <laughs> this is so bizarre. Well, that's like become the meme of Viola that. Davis, right? Of yes, like her just like getting snotty and stuff. And she's much better than her material. Like they'll put her in a Marvel movie or whatever, or a DC movie, and she's just better than everybody. I know. But that's good. Um. Well. I like us ending with star ratings now. Maybe we should start doing Ooh, that. Okay. Do we have a sponsor for this episode? Only paw people have sponsors. <laughs> I love it. We don't need well, to be rich sponsors. people. Paw people have sponsors, and rich people have patrons. <laughs> we're spon- today. We're sponsored by IDF. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the only one at two eighty one Park or wherever. Love the, it. The, love it. Would you want to um, go there if you were in New York? Would you go to ADF just to see the sure, spectacle of I'd, it? I'd go see. I always no, wondered I what too. the fuck Soho House is about. I like how I know people. So many people now who've like done shows at Soho House or like, yeah, I've gone there and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I feel like kind of like you, Madeline, of just like, huh, well, I don't get invited to Soho House. <laughs> <laughs> what is like the a voice? little goblin, you know, creature. You're Barry's gurney guy. I'm Barry's gurney. You belong guy. there. <laughs> You're but, a celebrity. Because of body odor or cat fur? No, or? just like being a, a little bridge <laughs> troll type character. I can't <laughs> wait to watch your episode. I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna like I'm gonna text you immediately. Please do. <laughs> it's really good. Please do. Okay, so Chicago Med, thank you for sponsoring our <laughs> episode. And um, we need people to uh, rate and review. Yeah, our especially if you listen on podcast. Apple Podcast. It's just a nice way, you know, mm-hmm. I, I sometimes look down there when I'm looking at a podcast, like, is it a recent review? Is it a cool, mm-hmm. well said We need thing? you to give us four stars. If you're not going to do that, Four stars? Off. It's a five star rating. No, system. we need, f- excuse me, we need you to give us five stars. <laughs> Every relationship is transactional, it, y'all. Like, rate yeah, and review. Yeah, but real, honestly, yeah. really what it is, it's just like, it's nice feedback. It's nice to know that people are... Give us you some know, comments. Think? Don't use the word lens in your comment. <laughs> what's our What's our email address? We haven't gotten emails in a while. Was it genrevealparty at gmail.com or genrevealpod? Can I write into the show? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay, Always. Just email. email both of those um, and we'll remember which one is the our, Yeah, I don't know what our email address is off the hand, <laughs> off the cuff. Sorry. It's really uh, embarrassing. Yeah, we were I, like, I we got to get people engaged with the show. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we just had this weird like German dude write us a few times. So oh that was uh, not do weird. You read letters That's our, on the air. Those are our listeners, Madeline. But do you read them on the air? Like, do you? Yeah, we I want to hear that. Yeah, we did. Okay. Um, but then also listen to my other podcast. This is your afterlife. Uh, read Madeline's anti-work uh, pamphlet. Essay, essay cluster. Collection. Jasmine, do you have and book? Like read Madeline's goddamn book. Yeah, but Madeline's <laughs> well, thanks, working Jasmine. on the next. Book. Jasmine's oh. my best friend. It's really good. Like, are you going <laughs> to yeah. plug your book or not? Like, <laughs> where's the Anna Delvey? Like, come on, did yeah. we learn nothing? <laughs> Just really, really appreciate. I'm going to hype yourself. Up. I'm going to hype you. I'm going to hype you. 
Jasmine, what about your – do you have anything you I'm want I'm here to- for to support. I'm here to talk to my friends. I'm here. Okay. But what – like last time you are like, oh, if you love 90 Day Fiance. Mm. Like is there something that you really want people to connect with you about? Like tell you, you know. I think that everyone should please watch Scavenger's Reign on HBO okay, because we were talking about symbiotic relationships and parasites and eating things and going back to the earth and I think it's really good, and I'm afraid that it's not going to get a second season if nobody else watches. So please, okay, so that's do. really good. Yeah, please do. And th- they're also our sponsor. So yes, that's, mm-hmm. yes, that's really. Right. Also, the email <laughs> so. is genre reveal party at Gmail. Genre reveal pod is the yes. um the the handle on Twitter and Instagram. So okay, okay, good, good. All right, great. Cool. Thank you, Jasmine. Thanks for coming on, Jasmine. Thanks, all of you. We will, yeah, talk to you next week.